And welcome everybody to once again yet another Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am joined by the coolest Ultra David in the world and That's what we'll go with. <laughs> the coolest. That's the, the coolest version. Listen, I decided That's as cool as it gets. I'm not wearing glasses today because David's a nerd and he wears glasses. Therefore nerds wear glasses. Yeah, see, James understands. Couple <laughs> recently told me that I'm his nerdiest friend. Was that on yeah, this show? Sure. I can't believe. It. I mean, I, I've probably, I've told you a few times recently. It's, it stuck year. with me. I, it, you know, a lot of nerds. I can't believe that that's true. But also, yeah, it's very true. True. anyway, thanks a lot to everybody for joining us for tonight for the show. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Here are some of the topics on the side. We're going to be talking about Riptide results, and then also some stuff that happened. I guess that's also results in a sense. You'll you'll hear about it. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. A bunch of new news for that. Twitch Rivals has some cool news, for sure. We have our buddy Ski Sonic out here for the interview. I'm really excited about that. Thank you for being on the show. That's super cool. We'll talk about some other game news. We'll talk about some other community news, for sure. But, yeah, I guess we'll start by getting into Riptide. (laughs) Oh, man. No, someone in the chat says it's hard to compete with someone who writes fan fiction for Avatar. So, you know, I mean, uh, kind of... David's... uh, David's like a, a triple quadruple layered nerd. It's like he likes like pop culture nerdy stuff. He likes actual nerdy stuff like 3D printing. And then he also likes history. Like he's a history buff. And he doesn't he's like music. He listens nerd. to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, like he's this, there's several layers I to mean, the that's why you're the nerdiest friend I have. I mean, I'm trying you're to not just right one now. type of nerd, you're several. Like I he, I have a lot of nerdy friends. But, I mean, David is kind of, I mean... He's up there, man. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, my friend Cone in the chat would be mad if I said that he's kind of nerdy as well. Uh, I'm sure he would be willing to cop to that. But still, I think David kind of outdoes him. <laughs> you know, well done, I David. think that's all right. That's well all right. Done. It's I'm not a bad not thing. Mad you know, yeah, it's not a bad thing. I don't think Cone's ever written... Fan fiction yeah, for it. Avatar, honestly. So you know, check it out. It's got, I got a little screw and a little nut on it. Ah, it's so cool. I'm having a blast, as you can tell. Anyway, all right, let's get into this Riptide thing. Here's what happened. <laughs> Riptide is a big Smash event, and in fact, hey, James, uh, you have the timer. Although there have been other Smash events, it's not actually literally the first one. But it's it was huge, and it took place this past weekend in Ohio. Uh, yeah. Lots of top players in, across the various games. Over a thousand players in Smash Ultimate. About seven hundred fifty in Melee. Uh, really, really big tournament, and um, a lot of people came. You know, from all over. Yeah. Not just in terms of numbers, of course, but like in terms of geographic spread, right? That from from all over. People were flying in. They were absolutely flying in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the tournaments, there was some cool stuff. Uh, MKLeo won Smash Bros. Ultimate with Byleth and Pira Mithra. Uh, Tweak, second oh, place, Diddy Kong, Sephiroth. Um, well, I, I always really like watching this game now because the character variety is really high. Like, not just Ooh. character variety, but also archetype variety in a way that, although I really enjoy watching Melee as well, it's like not so much there in many of the matchups. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in this game, there's a lot of really different archetypes, and it's super cool. cool. 
I mean, did you watch yeah. this one here? Did you get to see what they did with uh, Blythe and, and Pura and stuff? So, like, I mean, what? How? How does she play? Is she considered strong? Are they considered I, strong? I, I is considered that strong, but uh, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm definitely no expert. I'm super casual right, when it comes right, to right. Smash. But uh, MK Leo is MK Leo, basically. He's right? very good for sure. But Pira Mithra also got third as well with Spargo playing with them and also mm, Cloud. So okay. my understanding is that one of those two is really uh, good. Whichever is the one that's not the heavy slow launcher character i don't i'm not I don't remember which one is who is which offhand wasik well, says pithra is considered top three by most there people so there you go it makes sense to me i mean just it seemed like she had a lot of different options or they it always just seems options. that way right if you have a character who's really good and has the ability to transform into something else just just to have other options like you would imagine young zeku would be considered one of the best characters in the game by himself but he just has the ability to also switch to an old zeku for times that he needs it for extra mix-ups and stuff so sure. it's just like if you're a good character and you have another mode it seems like it's always going to be good dang spargo is 15 i did not realize that that's so cool. Dang. Well, congrats. Shout out. The next gen. The next gen. Yep. Very cool. Uh, in Melee, IBDW won, which is cool because I guess that's kind of next gen for them as well. Uh, he's been on the come up big time for um, a couple years. Uh, I don't know, a, a while at this point. But um, I think this is his first like big major win, is my understanding. Uh, I think I saw him tweet that. Nice. I've seen him get grand finals before for sure, but I think this is his first time number one. Uh, okay. Plup got second. Hungrybucks got third. So, I mean, there were definitely some strong players right. there. Not like every strong player, but it, there were a lot of really strong players there. Uh, and then in Rivals of Ether, Cake Assault won. Um, I did not watch this. However, I did see the pop-off. Did you guys see the oh, pop-off? Oh, it was Rivals of, of Ether. I thought it was Brawlhalla. Okay, it was Rivals no. of Ether. Okay, okay. Yeah. It yeah. was Rivals of Ether, and he popped off so hard. <laughs> His he popped shoulder out. popped off. He, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, he, actually, was... he actually dislocated his shoulder in, in celebrating so hard. Yeah, you know, doing was, some of these he was jumping in the sky. He was throwing his yeah, arms like down really down. hard. And I think he punched down so hard that this shoulder un- yep. disconnected. And he yeah, was writhing yeah. on the floor briefly before yeah. he got up and continued to pop off a little bit while holding the shoulder in a little bit of pain. And hopefully he got that relocated and, and everything is okay. I thought it was perfect timing that that happened at the same time that a tweet was going around of a Call of Duty team <laughs> popping yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. And it was like the weakest shit on earth. Yeah, yeah, F-bomb. Yeah, we did it. And that was it. And even the, even the commentators laughed at him. They're like, all right, guys, you're cool. And then, some, and then the some... hardest pop-off ever of someone literally – Busting a limb happens like, yeah. I heard just, people were night and day. I heard people were complaining about that Call of Duty pop off like it was too much or something like that. You know, well, that's how the tweet was worded, but I don't think anybody actually thought. Oh that. yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. The tweet was like, actually. oh, they're scary, but it was no, it was like a kitten's meow. It was right. yeah. I don't think it was not intimidating. I, thought, I I saw that and I saw some FGC people ripping on it and I just thought it was cute. It was like. A, cool like these kids are enjoying themselves you know congratulations you wanted to just do. be like ah, and pet them like kittens dude <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah that's, it was like kittens it was adorable it, it was, was very cute i totally agree come on 
Uh, all right. Thanks for the refresh. I'll come back to you soon. There you go. Lots of people were saying the FPS pop up was in Man, taste. I didn't see anybody. I'm luckily that. not plugged into whatever side of the Yeah, that thank is. goodness <laughs> I'm not with those. Yeah, those, see, that's what I thought. I remember people. people. Yeah, some people were saying something. That's what I remember reading somewhere. So apparently. I thought the original tweet was the only thing that worded it that way. Okay. It's like I said, even the commentator, they just laughed. It's just like. Right. These guys. All right. Anyways, back yeah. to important stuff. Yeah, but we got someone ri like ripping their shoulder off. I've heard. I've never dislocated a shoulder. I've heard that it's super painful, but as soon as it pops back in, it's like pain is gone almost instantly or something like that. So, but believe uh, it or David not, thoughts? I have actually not done that. No, I actually. <laughs> I just assumed. Yeah, I just yeah. assumed that your shoulder had fallen off at some. It point. hasn't hasn't actually done it. It's been tearing. The rotator cuffs are tearing in both sides and have been for like 15 years for no reason. But I haven't actually finally popped it out. So you know, whenever it happens, See, and I'm sure it will, I'll let you know. This is a good point, though. Can we actually call David a nerd when he played lots of sports and actually hey, like man. broke his ankle stepping in a gopher hole in football and then beating yeah, up? Yeah, that's literally the nerd playing football. But the but guy that steps also, in the gopher hole. But he also beat up on a bunch of little kids in hockey, right? So. Sounds like an angry nerd who wanted to take some frustrations out for stepping in a gopher hole. That's All what right, it sounds like fair to me. enough. Fair enough. Man, I don't know why a nerd can't also play sports and hang out with cheerleaders i why not why can't that happen huh yeah you can do both i think you can do both just you know live a full life that's all uh, as far as <laughs> as far as kick assault goes i hope that he'll be okay but that was hilarious uh just you know with the understanding that if it's like a long-term injury it won't have been hilarious but i right. hope that that's not true yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's 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 one of those things that like, uh, like uh, like Justin's barrel roll is gonna be iconic forever, even though that yeah. was him tripping and falling. Uh, but you know, it's it's just gonna work out that way at this point in time. So, so it seemed like it was a, uh, a good event. Some stuff that happened that was really fun to watch. Uh, congrats to all the players involved. In addition. And the reason that we're in the main talking about this right at the top of the show instead of like later on where we usually talk about tournaments is that one breakthrough COVID case was confirmed. This was uh, confirmed Oof. in somebody who was vaccinated, but really breakthrough case is the kind of terminology for that. Yeah. So this uh, is a tweet from Chicago Smash Tios. We have been made aware of at least one breakthrough case of COVID-19 at Riptide. The person is vaccinated and from Chicagoland. For legal reasons, we cannot disclose their identity, but we want to heavily encourage all Riptide attendees to be tested for COVID as soon as Wednesday, a.k.a. tomorrow, I guess. Uh, and then other tournament organizers of locals and regionals and the like have been out there on Twitter saying, you know, please don't come to our event, like take a week or two off. Um, if you if you went to Riptide, take a week or two off, stay at home. You know, please don't come or or provide a negative COVID test, proof of negative COVID test. And then you can come in, something like they're, that. So obviously, they're, proof, they're worried about proof of spread, test yeah. after Riptide, right? So after Riptide, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and even the Riptide Twitter says to get tested, you know, so um, there again, my understanding is that they did all the things that they could do given that you're running a very large event where there were thousands of people there. But with that as a given, that they did a lot of things that they could do. Um, I don't know that Ohio allows all the things you might like to do. 
but they did a lot of things in order to try to have a safer right. event. And, I mean, it sounds like they you know, required one, one vaccinations. Person, the event, th- through vaccination, um, could could have been worse, maybe, but I don't know. What What do you guys think? I mean, this is kind of one of the reasons why, you know, you know, Tubo didn't go to the Tampa event, right? And so we'll kind of one of the reasons yeah. why I feel like it yeah. might be too soon uh, still to go to these events. Uh, I know people are, I mean, it's tough. I know we're all chomping at the bit to get back to these events. I know how much we want to get back to these events. I just recently, like, hung out with a couple of people for like a little birthday celebration because it was just like, man, it's been forever since we did this. And I know we all want to get back to normal. I'm trying, I'm kind of, uh, breaking my own rules at the same time too. But, you know, I feel like it's not over. We still got to keep doing this, man. We still got to keep social distancing and stuff and being careful about everything. And I'm, I mean, I'm still making sure that I'm wearing my masks and everything like that. So it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is like, no, we're, we're not ready to do that. We're not ready for these events, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is the rest of the country is kind of just acting like the pandemic's over. I mean, I go to my local grocery store and some of the workers don't even have masks on. Like, you know, like maybe half the people in the store are wearing a mask. When I go to my corner store, the guys never wear a mask anymore. Like I'm the only person I see in there that wears one still. Like it, like the majority of the country is just moving on. And I mean, kind of, I think where we are right now is if uh, the country doesn't decide to shut down schools at some point soon because lots of kids already have already died um, as well as teachers. If they don't decide to do that and they just push through the school year, then the country is going to just move on as if we're out of the pandemic. So we're going to start seeing more events, whether we like it or not, if that's the case, right? That's uh, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope school shut down and we have another lockdown and shit gets taken care of. But obviously like if, if that doesn't happen, the reality we're looking at is more events keep happening and like what can the TOs do if they have a deal with a hotel that they have to run something? What 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 choice do they have when the state says, Yeah, it's safe, go ahead and do it? They don't have a choice, they have to do it. Like, for example, CEO is coming up. I I was one of the lucky people that got in on the second wave of CEO, thinking it was June. I was like, Oh yeah, great. Everything's going great, numbers are low. Yeah, I'll sign up for CEO. And look where we are now. And now Jabali lives in the worst state for COVID, uh, where the governor is actively trying to kill people, basically. And they're definitely not going to shut down. Jabali's going to have to run CEO no matter what now. And he's not going to be able to, you know, require vaccination. That's not legal in his state. So CEO is probably going to be, I mean, you know, an issue, he's too. He's got to be able like, to have our his... future. He's got to be able to have his own say in that, right? He's got to be no. able to. No. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the law is if you require vaccination for your event or for your concert or whatever, there's a $4,000 fee. Yeah, I you... guarantee you he can't afford to pay that. Like, that would ruin any profit that CEO would bring in. So what can you do, man? Yeah, that's uh Oh, a $5,000 fine law. per person. I think person. it's 5000 yeah. Per person. 
per person. That oh, added... I didn't know this is per person. Okay. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, so that would be what? A thousand people going to see you? It's like a fifty thousand dollar fine. Infinity no dollars for Yeah, for something that no no one of none of us can afford. So yeah, this is just is for future, Look, I think, even, man. Even, is this is gonna happen more and more and it sucks. Dude, I mean, Crimson says that he's in Orange County and nobody's wearing masks, which is crazy because, I mean, I'm in Santa Monica. When I'm walking around, I, most people in my area seem to be wearing masks. But Dude, you live a world away from Orange County. Yeah, <laughs> The I west know. side of Los Angeles is a world yeah, away from yeah, Orange yeah. County. But I'm just surprised that, you know, like California is, you know, I mean, Orange County, I guess, has always been Dude, kind of I So I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. Most people around here are masking. When I go literally... A few miles north of here, and I'm in the valley. Nobody's uh-huh. masking. Like it is, it really is like that. It's a completely different situation in different different little pockets of uh, this city, and, and I'm sure many many others. Yeah. For sure. So my view is that at some point we have to have, um, we have to be willing to have some degree of risk because that's life. And while I want to minimize that and be safe, um. I think that it's possible in some states, in some places, to be clear, to make that happen. And not everywhere. Um, I would not want to go to Orlando right now, unfortunately. I mean, I love, I love CEO. It's not a, not a place I'm going to go right now. Um, however, there are places where I am willing to go and, in fact, have been going. Uh, I went to a, a play last week. Like, I've been doing stuff um, with a lot of people. I want and to see Shang-Chi. It, right. Yeah. I mean, like there's there's some there's some degree. So if if you have a really big event like this one was and and if it's the case that one person got a breakthrough of the vaccine and that person is OK, which I hope and expect will be the case, um, then I kind of think like good job. Like that is a nicely run situation. Um, I yeah, hadn't yeah. heard that they that they took temperatures before you came in, but um uh, in the chat, people are saying that that's great. They they required you know negative COVID test or vaccination, and they required masking. Uh, what I read is that not everybody in fact did mask, but like that's it would be great if everybody did, but you know it's hard to enforce that constantly. Uh, so I, I feel like if that if that's the result that there is one person and they're fine, hopefully not a big deal. Um, if it turns out that like we find out that that was a, a spreader event, which is possible because you can certainly still get sick if you're vaccinated, it's less likely, substantially less likely. And if you get sick, you're much less likely to get seriously sick. Right. But still possible to have a spreader event. I hope that that's not the case. But if, if what happened is one person gets sick out of the you know, thousand plus who are there, then, I, you know, I think I think that's like the life that we have at this stage. <sighs> Yeah, and, I mean, man, and if, I, if I don't, one I don't person want to never do anything period at a tournament, that's an all-time record. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think, think back to what we expected before. I mean, obviously, a different situation. Those are what we got were annoying sicknesses and not like a right. deadly diseases. Obviously, there's exactly, a difference. But, yeah. right. um, but, but still, like if that's not the case, you have the person's okay, yada, yada, then I think that's okay. I, and I would rather live in a world where there's zero sickness, but that's just probably not plausible. So I want to have you know, a, a, a reasonable expectation that there is at least some risk that's tolerable. We all do this all day. We go outside, there are car accidents, like we go on the freeway anyway. You know, this is, this is life. I, I don't want to yeah. downplay COVID. That's like obvious. That, that, I hope it doesn't come off as if I'm doing that because that's absolutely not my intention. Right. But I, okay. I, do, I do want to have uh, events again. And in the world, there is COVID and it's 
staying bad and in places where it continues to be bad and is in fact getting worse, I wouldn't go. But places where it is, it is okay, where the vaccination rates are good, where you can require people to be vaccinated or have negative COVID tests. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm okay with it at this point. I mean, one of the things masking being, being compulsory. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You you have to have all that there, but if that is all there, then I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, the the hardest part is we're not going to stop people from not getting vaccinated and stuff like that. Like, it's we just we don't have the ability to control that. There's a lot of people out there who's just not going to do that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, just like Tubo said, I I went and saw Shang-Chi as well, you know, uh, but I went intentionally to a midnight showing, you know, so that it was going to be as empty as possible and stuff. But, you know trying to get back to normal life but you know still at the same time i guess not but you know like gundam jehudi kai says in the chat this kind of is the new norm yeah and this is life it'll it'll be this way for a while and i i still always think back to what you talked about how during the 1920s and such that there's not a lot of documentation about you know the, the the pandemic at the time because it became normal like you know like Oh. It wasn't well, so there's big. there's a lot of documentation, but it wasn't it didn't figure as big in pop culture as right. you might expect. Right, 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 exactly, it. exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like it, like people. Just, it was just it became just such a natural part of life, right. in a way. You know that it just wasn't something to bring up. It was just like yeah, there's that pandemic thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Dubudomo says, I have young kids and I'll be anxious until they can get vaccinated. Yeah. I totally under, understand that. Um, yeah, maybe same. not understand because I don't have kids and I'm sure it's different. Well, but like, I, mean, I, I get that that is a, is a concern. Uh, if I Ajax had kids... could get COVID, okay? What? Ajax, Ajax could get COVID, okay? <laughs> I'll have you know that since COVID started, we've been super cautious about uh, yeah, making see? sure like... Yeah, no, totally. So that, that, is, that is something that we were concerned about. Well, still are living I mean, our lives look, is being concerned about. Um, if I had kids, I probably wouldn't be going to these things too. Let's put so it this I, way. My, my nephew, one of my nephews is old enough to be vaccinated. The other one is not. And so, you know, tangentially, I know exactly how, how it is. Cause I talk to my brother about it all the time and yeah, he's, he's kind of going through a lot of that as well. He wouldn't do anything. You know, he's not doing it a lot, basically anything that he doesn't have to because of his kids, you know? Well, my nephews, two of my nephews did get COVID, and they are okay. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, there was a school outbreak where they live in North Carolina, and, Oof. you know, my sister-in-law got COVID. Like, it was, yeah, it sucked. Um, so this is, this is something that is not at all theoretical. Again, if you have the protections of of requiring vaccination or negative covid test if you have the requirements of having a mask on if you have people who are taking it seriously in an area that also takes it seriously rather than just being some small island of an event that has that takes it seriously if you walk outside and nobody's taking it seriously i don't want to be there right but if but in places where it is being taken seriously in general uh yeah i mean this is this is the life that we have at the moment and And, i think that that we have to accept some risk you know what I take seriously? Moving on time, and we're about yeah. thirty seconds past, so let's keep it. Uh, <laughs> well, keep all, I'll, all I'll say is, uh, I know there's a lot of people who don't want to do this, and and it's I, it sucks that it's become a political thing. But please oh, do get absurd. vaccinated. 
you know, it shouldn't even be a political thing. It shouldn't be a, a left or a right issue or something like that. Just, just again, I mean, your family is all okay, right, David? Like everybody's yeah, good everybody's and everything. Fine, thanks, okay. Yeah. But yep. I mean, yeah, dude, it's, it's too real and, and please let's get vaccinated. So just yeah, to for sure. keep safe. So, okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, good luck out there, Converse. So let's talk about a video game. What do you think about that? We can switch to talking about video games. Sure. Is that cool? All right, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it then. So let's talk about the video game Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. This is a game that we have been talking about just over the last few weeks. And this past week, they revealed a bunch of stuff. They talked a lot about it. Uh, so before we break down any one part of it, here's what they did. They put out a gameplay breakdown video where they, in, in detail, talked yes. about stuff that's, that's in the game. Uh, and, and even getting to tech that's like, you know, fancier, higher level stuff when it comes to a game like Smash Bros. They were, they they were talking about it in there. wave dashing. Yeah, wave dashing. <laughs> Obviously, they built it in, right? These are people who like platform fighters uh, who are making the game, clearly, which is cool. Uh, so they put that in there. Uh, they, you know, talked about how the percents work, which is on the more basic end. They talked about how the moves work. There's a light and a heavy, and there's a special move for each character in different directions of each. Uh, there's uh, different movement options. No um, you no can like dizzy somebody in the corner, basically on the on the ledge, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's cool. I uh, I really like that gameplay breakdown vid. Did you guys watch that? Yeah, and and it's just oh god, you just watch it, and you could just see the giddiness of. You could just see the giddiness of the developers who were clearly Smash Brothers Melee fans <laughs> getting to right. make their own Melee. And, you know, the fact that they even just said, if you can do this, you can wave dash. And it's just like, they sounded so proud. It was like, it almost yeah. sounded like they were being like, my kid won the spelling bee just this past weekend. You know, <laughs> that's how it sounded to me when they were like, you could wave dash. I mean, you could just, it's so good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for the people making this game. And, you know, I'm excited to, to see how this does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watch it. It looks cool. Like I said, there's no tilts. I actually really like that. Yeah, tilt attacks are annoying. There's a I strafe totally button. There's a strafe. That's right. There's yeah, strafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah so you don't turn so around cool. while you're running around. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. I definitely um, like that. I mean, so the yeah. question Converse asks is: Does Nintendo have copyright over some of the Smash mechanics that they can call upon? I mean, I think that's probably what was so such a big deal about that fighter's history lawsuit that they won against Capcom, right? When Capcom tried to sue them. Is yeah, that... that was for input motions. Oh, uh, was it only was... for input motions? Oh, yeah, specifically. But okay, um, okay. I mean, yeah, no, and you're fine. Don't worry about this. <laughs> yeah. uh, if there had been a patent, then maybe a different story, but there's not. So it's all okay. good. Uh, yeah, Data East versus Capcom is the, is the case. Uh, all right. And then there was also gameplay showcases for SpongeBob and for Sandy Cheeks. Did you guys watch those? I didn't watch Sandy those Sandy looks ones. like Cheeks. Are you serious? No, you just want Sandy good, looks you, like Cheeks. You just want a good line. That's You don't really think that. No, I, I, I actually, I think she looked whack. I, I, I mean, not like as a character, but like her her kit looked whack to me. Dude, I, I was literally watching strong. this like, tell me how this character is not going to be top tier. Do you see the movement on that character? <laughs> the movement? Oh. The options where the where oh, the buttons no. attack? Come on. No, I don't like I it. Was... <laughs> I, I thought she looked whack. Wow. I thought SpongeBob looked way stronger. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought SpongeBob looked real strong. All right, James, who's top tier? I was watching the video with Cat Dog. And, yeah. Uh, he beat the crap out of the other person in the video. Lucy like, Loud, your favorite character. Lucy yeah. Loud, right, yeah. yes. And um, your uh, favorite character. Definitely Cat Dog looked strong. No, I mean. Uh, <laughs> that looks good. I'm with you. Dude, I'm with seriously, you. in that video, though, I mean, it just the gameplay looks fluid. Like it looks fluid. It like from some pictures, it looked like it might have been a little bit janky, but it's not. I yeah. mean, clearly the the biggest problem with the game is the lack of voice acting. But they've already said that if they put in the actual voice actors, that would be like the entire budget for the game. Right. Maybe more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and also for those of you that don't know. If you use uh, union members for one voice in a video game, the union states all voices must be union members. So they can't like pick and choose and maybe like get the voice actor for SpongeBob and then have a bunch of replacements on the other ones. Like they right. can't do that. Also, there's no way in hell Nickelodeon would let them cast different voices for their right. iconic characters. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. So like, I don't know when I saw the game, I wasn't disappointed by the lack of voiceovers because I expected them to not be there. Yeah. Like I, I just, I was like, Oh, this is clearly a game on a budget. They're not going to be able to afford the voice acting. It's just not going to be there. Okay. Like in my brain, like it made sense. So then when people found out, I was like, Oh, you're all just, you're a bunch of whiny right. babies complaining. But actually, I, I actually do understand why they're disappointed. Yeah. Like it, it makes sense. Sure. And, and, and if but the also, game... stop being whiny babies. You're getting to play Reptar against Ren and Stimpy in a platform fighter in the year 2021. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and, and and there's another thing, too, is, I mean, if the game comes out and it turns out to be some kind of weird smash success, you know, some uh, a smash hit kind of thing like that, not intended, it just it came out that way. Um, I mean, there could be a... A thing that maybe a lot of the voice actors would be like, dude, we totally should be putting our voices in this game, like, you know, and maybe somehow they can do it for smaller amounts. I don't know. You know, the union, it, the union is the one who decides. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. They're minimum. That's true. They can't. Yeah. They can't like go under that. Other, the union gets pissed off. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because it kind of happened with uh, Power Rangers at first, right? There was yeah. no voice acting in Power Rangers at first. Yep, right? and they got it later. That's yeah. that's actually what yeah. I've been telling people too. That maybe maybe this game is all of a sudden a hit, and they can afford to go back and hire the voice acting later on. Like that could be a possibility. Who knows? Would be cool. Yeah, I agree with you that Cat Dog looked good. I thought Lucy Loud looked not interesting. However, I think it was just like a bad CPU that was using Lucy Loud. Or something. Yeah, it was a player. It was a player. Definitely. It was a human. It was two P. I'm pretty sure it was two P. Could have just been a CPU. I don't right know. Right a bit. It did not. I mean, look. Lucy was Loud not got, showing the character off. Dude, she got bodied, dude. <laughs> she got bodied. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they don't want to show the character off yet. Okay. So yeah. All right. She didn't do stuff. Strange mm. choice to pick Lucy Loud then, but all right, yeah. maybe, maybe. And then Nigel Thornberry was funny. He just has like funny animations versus April O'Neil, right. who uh, is a big fighting character nowadays as of like last month. She got announced for two <laughs> games or yeah, uh, right. a fighting game and a side Big April fans up. all around. Uh, all right, all right, all right. And then. There was a reveal that Ren and Stimpy is coming to the Mm. game. 
conjugation was correct there. It's not that Ren and Stimpy are coming to the game. Ren and Stimpy is coming to the game because it's a, a single <laughs> character. And somehow, for whatever reason, Brock was halfway right about this. What happened? What happened? I, first off, I'm 100% correct. All right. Well, what did you well, say? Gotta, what was I your said, I said that Ren and Stimpy will be the Ice Climbers. They'll be the two characters playing as one. That's what I said. They'll be the Ice Climbers. Yes. Now, in my, in my lingo as a not Smash player... If there's two characters being played as one, that's uh, an ice climber, okay? If Kazuya and Terry Bogard are Shotos, Ren and Stimpy is a fucking ice climber. In your Here lingo? Is, so is Banjo-Kazooie yeah. an ice climber? Yes, absolutely. That's an ice climber. Mm, so this is absolutely. like an archetype category for you. This is We're yeah, treading this is, on if, some if, dangerous... If Terry and Kazuya are Shotos... Then anybody that's two characters being played as one. Okay, is Carl nice. Clover an Ice Climbers? No, that's a puppet character. We're talking about Smash games. We're not talking about fighting games. <laughs> what? Oh, no, that just got I'm even worse. I'm taking my words tonight. Did Look, you just man, go that few, way? Did you just I had go? A few, like, under, I had a few like under 10 follower oh. account Twitter accounts trying to come at me on Twitter when I said that. So, so is, now yeah, that's I'm fucking the is, whole Smash community. Is Duck Hunt Dog uh, an Ice Climber character? Actually, I, I'll be honest. I've never even seen Duck Hunt play, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, is Olimar an Ice Climbers? Uh-huh. I don't even... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. That would, be, that would be like calling Frank West an Ice Climber because he throws zombies. You don't control yeah, the zombies. Kind of. I think no. that is kind I'm of talking about. I'm talking about you, you hit left on the stick and both characters run left. You hit right oh. on the stick, both characters run right. Two but characters Banjo, played Kaz- as one. Kazooie is in the backpack of Banjo. Yeah. Like he has I mean, to go whatever. with him no matter what, right? Well, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I think Olimar is a Frank West. Frank West is now a category of character. Yeah, it's Frank West now. <laughs> or anyway, Jill. Jill and NBC so, too. Uh, so, anyway, so, so is, 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 is Zelda and Sheik in Melee uh, an Ice Climber character? No, they're the same human being. Has to be two different entities. Yeah, I think it's got to be simultaneous rather than... Yeah. Like, what about... Okay, Ro- Rosalina. She an Ice Climber. Is there two bodies? Brock that, doesn't know who that is, bodies. but I do. Th- I think under his definition that that probably is an ice climber. Yeah. But see, right, well, I think my my definition sh- is time is up. Let's keep. That's it more of a puppet character, though, right? So. Well, sh- yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking Ferator. He's an ice is climber. Ferator an ice climber? He doesn't know. No, that, no, that's a Chang and whatever. Chang and Can we go? We need to move, man. All I right, gotta, fine. I got a stream tonight. I don't want to go to bed. All right, at 1 we'll do it. Let's talk about the next bit of news here, which is. By the way, Ren and Stippy looks cool. Is Jacko that, an ice climber rivals- character? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, we can do this all night. We can just turn this into the cast tonight. Ask me who's an ice climber. Just go through the entire fighting game. Smorgasbord, that's the show tonight. What about uh, Yun in wh- CVS 2? Ooh, no. okay. All right. Uh, what about Dalsum when he puts out a yoga catastrophe that just bounces along the ground? <laughs> no, now, it's, is not, he it's not a living entity. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, it's Ryu in the fireball as ice climber. <laughs> Team showdown. Has been announced. This is a team tournament between teams from Japan and from North America, online, of course. And it's going to be done through Twitch Rivals. It will be 
for twenty thousand dollars and that is amazing it's going to be september 17th at 7 p.m pacific time so just in a few days uh i'm absolutely going to be checking that out that sounds awesome if you're in japan it's saturday morning the 18th at 11 a.m just so you get an idea uh here are the teams so for team japan it's bnbbn clearlamp daru ino uh I don't know some of these offhand. Oh. Um, Mako Tiorarin. Is that somebody else whose name I would know more? Mm-hmm. Not unsure. Uh, Nage 77 Pretzel. Oh, Pure Pure or Pure Pure, whatever. Uh, RF. And then Ume MK2. So apparently I'm, the first, you call yourself a Guilty Gear fan. You don't even know these players. I don't know their Twitter handles. Do I know their uh, Twitter handles? No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, of course. You have to learn Japanese to follow them on Twitter and know what they're saying. That's when you're a true Guilty Gear fan. Okay, That's what well, I mean. Saltina's been learning Japanese for years, just so he can be a true Guilty Gear fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, Dara's in the in the Japan team. Uh, team NA is Apology Man, Cloud805, Hanzo Gonzo, Hotashi, Kizzy K, Mike Ross, Ross, and Reynold. It's cool. What do you think about these teams? Assuming that man, it is. It sure is a bunch of content creators against a bunch of pro players. That's cool. (laughs) So I heard that Juna was the one who put together the Japan team, and he was trying to take it all serious. And he was like, "I might have overdone it." A little bit, because clearly the U.S. team is going to be more personality than... uh, Well, I mean, obviously they have a lot of strong players on there. I'm not going to knock a lot of players on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Hotashi won Evo, Apology Man, Cloud805, Kizzy K, Mike Ross. Reynold has also won an Evo. Like, what do you guys... These are good players. You you name Mike Ross, like Mike Ross is Tree Fighter 4 fourth place mike ross that's not the same mike ross anymore didn't he win this a is this is waxel he won in the previous year didn't he like it was a canada cup that he, i think he won guilty gear or something like that or he came in second or something i, I think so yeah I yeah think, yeah, yeah. He, he won he won the guilty gear that got shut down at like 7 30 p.m like i'm, I'm that's not even a jar that that's that's like the the, the canada cup that seriously got shut down like seven oh, that was the previous year. No, that was the. Yeah, year that's that's that. the one that he. That's the one that Mike won. Okay, well, I don't remember. Well, that was the one that got shut down. I only know that because he was on his stream talking about that. Not okay, that long okay, okay. That's the yeah, only reason I, will, I know I that. I will have you know that Hanzo Gonzo was the secret key for winning AfterShock years and years and years ago on the Marvel Three teams. Dude, tournaments. you know people don't know because he's concentrating on other stuff. But Hanzo Gonzo was a really good fighting game player. And don't you tell him that I said positive things about him, but he is a really good fighting game player. And Look, like he's he's doing more on the broadcasting and organizing and and that side of things than the playing side and streaming and stuff. But when he plays and when he wants to take a game seriously, he's really good, honestly. But however, did you know that someone bet Hanzo Gonzo will not win a single game? He's going to play a min- it's round robin by the way everyone if you guys didn't right. know. He's going to play a minimum of 24 games assuming nothing goes two out of three. Nothing goes to a third game. And people have been betting $50 that Hanzo will not take a single game. There's no way in hell Hanzo Gonzo doesn't take a single game. I agree out of with you. Four, he's going to get one. 
he's not a bad fighting game player. No, However, he's a good fighting game player. He'll probably get like four or five, and that's it. Like, it's, I don't think he's going to win a lot. If it's round robin, is there two lives? Or you say because it's two out of three? I, I, it's two. I'm pretty sure it's two out of three games. So he, he'll play set. 16 at minimum, then, is what you're saying. Would he play right? 24, or is my math wrong? Because there's only... He'll play, he'll play 16 games. Yeah. Or no, no, he'll play minimum. Minimum, yeah, minimum. right? But maximum minimum would be 16, like 24. Maximum 24. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, the so there's no way he doesn't, like, game. take a game. There's no way. Even out of 16. You can give him 10. There's You would take one, I think. I think at you're least. right, dude. I, I would absolutely bet that he would take at least one game from that. Uh, look, I mean... Again, Hotashi won Evo recently. Like he's a very, very yeah. he's one of the best players for sure. So yeah. that's that's a that's a big one. These are, the other players who are here are also players who have won big stuff in the past, who have done well at events in the past, who are currently really good Guilty Gear Strive players. So I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen some people saying that they think this is going to be a blow up, and I'm not sure that that's. Oh, I, I definitely think it's going to be a blow up. Going to be the case. <laughs> if, if it's not if it's not Japan blowing us up, it'll be the connection. Because that's well, what these are mostly West Coast players. So. Well, no, everybody's going to be on the West Coast for this. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but regardless Otashi of that, when they did the this, Otashi's flying out there. Okay, okay. Uh, so, but last time they did this, there was internet problems. Like it's mm. the netcode is great, but it's still you can't overseas. fix distance, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't fix the distance, man. Like our, our, the text is not there. So, I, I I hope I don't want it to go badly. I hope it goes smoothly. But last time they tried this, there was a ton of internet problems. So good luck to to Twitch. I mean, I I hope I'm gonna I'm gonna restream it and and commentate it and all that myself. So I want it to go smoothly and great, just for my own you know yeah. sanity. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't want to sit there an extra four hours while they figure out the the lobbies <laughs> or whatever. I definitely want to watch. Yeah, it sounds like I, a lot of fun. I, I think there's gonna be a blow up one way or the other. FAB will be on commentary. Oh, sick! Nice. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's all overseas commentary, right? There's no English. Well, you can restream, but well, yeah, that's what I mean. But there's no official English. Yeah. Not that it's, I've read. It's happening yeah. on Friday. It's happening this Friday, 7 p.m. U.S. time, uh, Saturday, Pacific 11 a.m. Japan time. So uh, I'll probably be U.S. time restreaming as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> time because... for the Ita- you know what? That's Californian of you. Yeah, 7 p.m. U.S. time. <laughs> it's true. Our time it's is true. the time of the country. Yeah. Pretty much, so best coast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anything else to say about this? Uh, no. Let's go, Mike Ross. Let's go, Hanzo. I want to see some Ws from you guys. I definitely agree, and I think it's really cool that Twitch is continuing to do fighting game stuff for Twitch rivals. For sure. And I'm really happy that That's Guilty Gear Strive is there because Strive is is such a meetup game. So many people are watching or paying attention to it or, or playing it. And that's, it's a really fun time. What channel is it going to be streamed on? Is it Twitch rivals that it's going to be streamed on? Twitch rivals channel. Yeah. Twitch rivals underscore JP. Dang. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. No, cause that's, I mean, that's pretty big, right? Cause I mean, all the other ones have always been streamed on Maximilian's channel. Uh, so it looks also pretty big. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. That's why I was wondering if they're going to have, uh, I just was surprised that they're putting on on their own official channel, but it's the J- Japanese one. Which, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll probably be trying to restream it as well. So uh, you've got a lot of options. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be restreaming this thing. I imagine they will. All right, cool. All, right. All good. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Let's move All on. All right. So take a break. We will bring on Ski Sonic. We'll be back with that in just a few minutes. 
Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday show. Time for our weekly interview, and we have with us today none other than our good friend, Mr. Ski Sonic. How are you doing, sir? Hey. I'm good. James, you're the only person that always calls me Mr. Ski Sonic. It feels like, you know, Mr. Ski Sonic's my dad, but, you know. <laughs> Totally. Have I said yeah. that multiple? Have I called you Mr. Ski Sonic more times yeah. than just that? Okay. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, you know, if I ever meet your dad, I'm going to call him Mr. Ski Sonic. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you call everybody Mr. That's your thing. You call. That's James's thing. I guess so. Yeah. I never even thought about that, but you're <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely, it is. I do call uh, everybody Mr. You're right. Okay. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks a lot for joining us, dude. You're looking good out there. How are you? This is a fine evening. Good. Things are good. Good good time to be alive. Fun things happened this weekend, this week. Repping my uh, Big E shirt here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a world champ now, right? That's right. Yeah. I don't watch WWE, but I read that on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> I knew I, this was like a long time coming. Like, yeah. So I don't I don't watch it, but I, you know, I kind of keep checking on it and everything, keep tabs on it. And like, if you're like one of the, the in the know people, you've known that this was coming for like a few years. <laughs> in the pipeline so it's it's awesome to see it now even though it's obviously just you know aew's popping so they're trying to come back at him but i digress but i mean wasn't it at one point he did become champion but then he was only champion for like a like less than 24 hours or some weird crap mm-hmm. or something like that i don't even remember now i don't so. even know what you guys are talking about remember hey. remember when i would talked about how, how storylines and wrestling suck this is getting I, this is getting real FGR fighting game oh storylines. No. I was trying to start an interview, but now you've ended it. <laughs> He's about to walk off. <laughs> so, Skizade, talk to us about how you got into the fighting game community. Like, what was it that drew you in to the fighting game community? Yes, yeah, oh, I, mean, I, I do think that is something I want to hear about. How did you get started taking fighting games seriously in a, in a competitive sort of way? Uh, when I was like a teenager, I started, uh, just, I always like kind of knew that I, I really enjoyed street fighter from like, just going to arcades with my brother, seeing that my, my older brother like enjoyed it. It was like this line, it was one-on-one, you know, it was just, like, it was, it looked, it was just the coolest looking thing. So fast forward to this time when I'm like 12 or 13, right? I have a neighborhood friend who like, is like uh he's like 18 i'm like 12 or something right and i go to his house and i like mop him in alpha one right him and his <laughs> with a guy right i don't know if guy is i don't know anything about alpha one i don't know if yeah. guy was good but i know guy that i was just broken. like pressing, <laughs> dude so i'm just like chain combo <laughs> just like yeah. mopping these dudes, right uh and then uh they introduced me to this other guy quentin who was like uh a tournament champion east coast champion right he has trophies his house trophy right and uh like you know like back in the day right like (laughs) what what kind of trophies like are they bowling trophies golf trophies flag right like it's this he has these trophies yeah he's like interviews with himself he has arcade sticks he has like every game that we had like a pc engine he had all the imports and he was better than us but he also played super akuma or like whatever the cheap character was and just like beat us down so i didn't even know how to like pick the character i would like mess up the code (laughs) anyway i beat that guy one day right and like i just like felt like yo like 
I I really like want to play this. And, you know, you find your like little spots of competition around. So like having this in my background, high school, I meet a guy that like goes to the arcade. We just start playing Alpha 3 after school every day. And he actually just took me to NEC one day. Oh. Like he didn't tell me where we were going. He, <laughs> he, he picked me up from work. Uh, I was working at a video game store. He picked me up in the afternoon. He was like, we're going to Philadelphia to play Marvel 2. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, sounds, <laughs> sounds dope. Like we had just played like local Marvel 1 tournaments at the mall around. A little bit of Marvel 2 local stuff. Like, we're going to Philly to play this. So it was like amazing, you know. I get there. And I'm talking to guys and I'm like, yo, like, you know, this kid, Justin Wong, like, I think he's going to win this tournament. Like, you know, this kid, Arturo Sanchez, he's got this crazy, like, Spider-Man. Arturo Sanchez. I'm sorry, he had, not Spider-Man, he had a Doom. Then there was a Spider-Man player there who was also really good. He got, like, fourth, right? Anyway, uh, that was my first tournament. Uh, wow. I don't know if we stayed overnight, you know, but that, that kind of, like, got me into the thing. And then the last thing I'll say is... uh me and that guy the guy that took me to nec we had a falling out over obviously a girl right uh and um yeah there was yeah uh he's like honestly that dude was one of the best players like naturally he would beat me with every single character like i was always number two to him and we're playing marvel one with low tier characters and he would just come the next day and be doing a new infinite like come next day in a new infinite he's like going on the internet and finding all this stuff and i'm like, like where are you finding these combos and he's like sure you can dot com and i'm like haha <laughs> what do you mean sure you can like where are you really getting it from like hadouken.com or whatever like, like where where is this where's this stuff coming from this guy uh, hang on a second ski, yeah, ski your audio yeah, is getting a yeah. little buzzy right now uh better or worse better yeah, much better better, better. yeah <sighs> uh so yeah uh we me and this guy have a falling out we were supposed to go to uh like uh you know ecc we were supposed to go to b5 together actually oh Um, and he he just like he didn't go right and i had been talking to viscount online right and i was like yo like i i'm still coming (laughs) he was like cool so i went and stayed at his house uh and that was like that first year you know i went to nec i went to ecc by myself it was the first tournament i drove to by myself almost died on the way there multiple (laughs) times it's crazy 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 first year but i mean after all that you know you're 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 here for life yeah well what what was it about fighting games and i guess what what still is it about fighting games that keeps you involved in them in terms of like liking the Liking to play, like what about the gameplay? You you have played other games really competitively too. Like, what is it about fighting games that really draws you in? Uh, that they are like always. There's always like a problem to solve, and there's mm-hmm. always like, I mean, it's honestly, it's like what Joe Rogan says about MMA. It's like high stakes puzzle solving, or like what uh, the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt said. You know, it's it is this high stakes puzzle solving, this fast paced puzzle solving that's super dynamic one-on-one right and to me it the just the gameplay itself has such a like clear um like back and forth like a clear dialogue that feels like a conversation right everybody Mm -hmm. knows how you know you're trying to like send an idea another guy doesn't want to listen right and that kind of stuff is like thrilling and for me personally you know like 
it took a while to get to this, but like when I'm playing in a fighting game, like nothing else in the world really exists. If I'm really like locked in, like I can really, that's like a true escape, you know, and it sounds like cheesy when people like talk about escapes, but really like, you know, you can sit down and grind, play a set with somebody, even, even with really good net code and like everything goes away for a while. No, like your, your troubles, your, your fear, like your, even your responsibilities, all that you can, you can just go away for a minute. I mean, you almost have fear, but when you play my May, your fear definitely does not go anywhere. Well, is that a, <laughs> are you giving yourself props or a ski? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm saying he's fearful when he sees Totsugeki. I don't understand. I, mean, I think you got to workshop that one a little bit. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I'll work on it next time. Okay. The delivery was off. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've been you've been playing these fighting games for a while. Um, yeah. Talk Talk about your your playing career like what how would you describe yourself as a player across the various games that you've played yeah uh so i'm from the east coast so like i'm just like a scuffed like down the line low oh your mic's dying again your mic is bro do you have like a cat messing with your cord down there or something (laughs) is it good yes okay well, let me know. Let me know. Uh, it's <laughs> sure. right here. I can just like kind of deal with it. Anyway, sure. uh, what was that question again? Oh, my playing career. I said so. I'm like in this like East Coast lineage of uh, like Ailey to Arturo to Justin to like everybody else that just tried to block it out and like wait until the other guy made mistakes to win, which is bad, bad quality. Uh, I mean, it was East but, Coast style, right? I mean, for those people who don't un- don't know the history, West Coast was always about rushdown, and East Coast was always about being quote I don't want to use the word anymore, so just being very defensive and being turtle Turtley. style, turtle style. And you know, one of the fascinating things about that is it was always propagated by the strongest player. The rushdown was propagated by Alex Vai in the West Coast, and the turtle style was propagated by Eddie Lee in the East Coast. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I came up watching those players play, and though that style was like super logical to me for a while, and you know, I I truly feel I truly have Dunning Kruger with execution because you just you cannot tell me that I don't have great execution. I drop every combo. I drop <laughs> every every combo, every single combo. But yo, like seriously, my hand skills are actually super good. Like yo, like I just I'm actually just not trying hard enough is the thing. So, uh, you know. I, then you got like Bucktooth was like the next kind of Bucktooth, Viscount, uh, those like really like thoughtful players that that uh, style, that class of player really in, uh, influenced me as I uh, started to learn like later games like Capcom vs. SNK2, Street Fighter 4. The way that they thought about games uh, really influenced me, which is why I was able to uh, amuse myself playing Fuerte, which kind of gets you back, gets us back to your original question, right? Like a a character like that was just like uh, an ever-expanding puzzle to solve. <laughs> and that's really partially probably the thing about low tiers, why low tier heroes exist. You know, like you really feel like you're trying to like get this Rubik's Cube, just, just uh, like a couple more spins, you know, I'm I'm really going to be able to get it, you know. And 
Uh, then they just gave him EXQ bomb, and that was it. You know, and yeah. none of that mattered. <laughs> Don't remind me. Time oh. to party. <sighs> that character was so fun. Um, talk about the the scene that like you are from in the in the narrower context. So you're talking about the East Coast, which is a really big yeah. area. And I know that you did play. I mean, I lived on the East Coast too. I know that the scenes intermixed a little bit. But like, talk more about like the Maryland scene and and the more more of the locals there. Yeah, um, so I'm from, from Baltimore. Mike, Mike. I literally didn't even touch it. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Um, so I'm from Baltimore. And uh, I came up playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in tournaments. And, you know, you have kind of like clicks within scenes that develop. Oh, yeah. And so my, my click was like me or myself, uh, Isaac Graham, the MSP player that people might know, uh, the guy Frody, who people might know uh, because he's the reason why uh, Dark Prince Kronos had a real pretty smile, some deep lore right there. You want to look into I that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then Asian Daisy, we had like a, a really another really strong Magneto player, you know, three or four people good enough to get you going. Um, so we were the Marvel players. Uh, Isaac kind of rose to prominence out of us and did some things on the national scene. You can find videos of him on on Preppy. Uh, but then in the CVS2 scene, it's like myself, uh, Brugal B, Baltimore Chun, and... Um, and Steve H, right? Steve and these are the were they used to call us like uh the three bears, uh James Page, Rugal B, and myself. The New York players used to call us the three bears behind our back, like you know, you'd find a way to <laughs> but like, you know, I guess I was the mama bear, you know, like we were just three dudes with, you know, long hair. Okay. Right. Similar looking. I mean, we we look like we could be family. Okay. Granted. Uh, and so we at different times, uh, would kind of like do well in tournaments, never me, always them. Uh, but I'm like the dude that they would come and bring their stuff and train against. And I would like break it and then tell them why it sucks. Okay. Um, so James Page. Yeah. I'm the breaker. I'm, I will mash out of all of your stuff. (laughs) Dude, so, people, you know, uh, people, people don't understand how important that role is. You know, you might not be the best tournament player, but as someone who can play all the characters and break things that they try to do, that's a really, really useful teammate slash friend to have in fighting games. Yeah. Legacy. Right, exactly. Right, we, yeah. He and I, man, he is just like a much better version of myself. And <laughs> who, 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 Wait, who did you say, Tubo? I didn't hear. Uh, he will not be named. He, you would not yeah, want me to mention yeah. him twice. Okay, okay. Yeah. If, they, if people caught it, they caught it. Okay. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's kind of like the role that I played. Baltimore Chun did very well early on in uh, Capcom versus SNK2. Uh, Rural B did well in the middle. Steve H did well towards the end. But then at the last Evo, I did the best out of everybody. So officially, I'm the best. Never playing CVS2 again. I'm never touching it again. I'm top 16 for life. That's it. Nobody can ever take that from me. I'm never touching CVS2 again. 
You've gone out on top. Don't add me. Yeah, congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, the mic is starting to get a little wonky again. Yeah. A little fuzzy. So, uh, I mean, uh, let me ask, is it okay if we move on to the kind of the next yeah, chapter course, here? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, uh, I don't know, this might even be jumping a little too far ahead here, but, you know, you started doing a lot more like content kind of stuff. You were doing alphaism radio and stuff. But I mean, from there, it kind of moved on to you and Keats really kind of forming a, a, a relationship and you guys not only did like the wake up SRK, you guys were also the like the first commentators in the FGC, you know, practice, you know, at, honestly, you guys are like the first commentators. So, you know, talk to me how that kind of uh, came about and such. I'm not going to move. I'm going to just sit here. It's going to look awkward, but I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to move an inch. All right. So, um, yeah, you know, I met Keats through just kind of the online interactions of Shoryuken at the time, but we actually started conversing over Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, our conversations were over this format that we made called All Brawl. Uh, before anybody else made All Brawl, we did, and we were making this items format for the game, right? And, you know, that was kind of what we uh connected over and bonded over we would kind of come back to each other every couple of days and say oh you know i thought about the rule set a little bit more i think it could use this i think it could use this i think these are okay i think even these are okay and then i at one point like at the end when it was over i was like i realized that it's everything everything's okay just turn it all on because <laughs> uh, he had he set the format of like three out of five games and they were like three minute games so it was really fast yeah. and it had kind of like a different feel and i was like look you just got to turn everything on and then the items will balance themselves out like you don't have to worry about really anything if you just leave everything on but when you start turning stuff off you will actually run into more problems and i was like if you just leave everything on it's going to be fine and that was that was our format for a while it went fine um keats became like the sure you can uh writer dude I started doing alphaism because because somebody else, Bunkay was doing it, and yeah. I was just somebody that was around and really knowledgeable and can clearly talk for like a long time. Yeah. I had a lot of connections to bring people onto the show just because mm -hmm. I knew a lot of players. So these things just kind of came together at the right time for there to be commentary at Evo. Keats was the guy, and Keats had known me from doing podcasts and as well uh we had this relationship so he brought me on as uh like one of the first commentators i we did a lot of it for that first evo yeah um a whole lot and that evo was like lost it was like mostly on stick am what <sighs> evo was that, that which year uh that would have been 2000 nine I uh, yeah I, think that's what I was gonna say too yeah well yeah. i can say that you guys were on evo 2008 for cbs2 and that was what oh. made me want to commentate so there you go 
2008 Three it is. Three hits for the win, John Choi. That's a, that's a ski <laughs> Sonic call right there. <laughs> so you were you were one of the pioneers when it comes to commentary, and not even really just for FGC commentary. Like esports commentary had existed in some other ways, at least in some parts of the world for a little while, but like not even for that many years, honestly. In 2008, how was it to be in that role? Like, how did you approach trying to do that? I just started studying commentary like hard body. Uh, somebody in the chat room said, "Oh, you know, Tasteless Narcosis are the gold standard of." video game commentary so i started watching starcraft mm. i played maybe a couple of hours of starcraft at that point it was like omega scrub but i just started watching gsl all the time and there was so much starcraft 2 starcraft 2 specifically at the time and it was like the perfect time to watch it it was like brand new um just popping, man. So I learned StarCraft 2 just by watching it. Like, I couldn't play it, really, but when I was watching StarCraft 2, I could follow, like, every beat. Just kind of trying to get a vibe for what people enjoyed in video game commentary and the game so different that there's not, like, a lot of specific things that I could take from them, but just, like, they had a vibe that they created. People love it, you know, and just they kind of showed me what, you could do with the kind of freedom that you could have that's really like the best thing about tasteless and artosis you know just the first five minutes of a lot of those games are just them like talking about what genesis games they love yeah. and that's always <laughs> just something that i'm gonna remember try to bring out that kind of energy you know when whenever there's some time yeah i uh, uh i mean i th for me they were a big influence as well uh and i knew that you were big into starcraft but i did not realize that you got into it for commentary so you you were really like being active about trying to learn and improve which to be honest is not like a super common trait among uh commentators but you were you were doing that early do, do you feel like that's something that you um that you figured out like how to approach like the the sort of like a pro i don't mean how to commentate i mean like how to learn how to commentate um you know i always wanted to do something like that ever since just watching pro wrestling as a kid uh i really i was just like a big fan of mike tenay because he was the professor and him being the professor he just knew the names of every move right he was the one dude that will always be able to call every single move and he wasn't the most popular of the commentators. He was like the least popular of the ones that were like on the, the popular shows. But that was his thing. He was the professor. And I just thought that was so freaking cool. Uh, I, that always stuck with me. And so just when I went to Evo and saw that even anybody was doing like loudspeaker commentary, I always wanted to do it just because I was like, yo, like it just looks just like so much fun. <laughs> it just looks like the. Just like this thing that I had really always wanted to try, and this was it in a certain form, and it developed into like pretty much exactly that. But you know, I just wanted to get on the mic and talk about the video games because I loved the video games and talking about <laughs> yeah. the video games. Yeah, that's always one of the key factors of commentary is you know loving the game that you're commentating. Yeah, I've done a lot of things. You see, oh, go on. 
I've done like a lot of like little things to try to improve myself, and I feel like they have paid off in various ways. You know, even if they don't, even if they're not like direct, I think just spending time thinking about how I want to think about and how I want to talk about the game has led me to like a lot of realizations. And I mean, it's certainly affected the way that I view anything now. Like, I can't not think about the commentary for anything. <laughs> literally anything it's uh it's actually a curse so <laughs> <laughs> uh the mic is dying again yeah also. um <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you i mean you were such an early commentary pioneer since then various ge- like generations basically of commentators have come and gone i mean i i come after you uh and so so does james in that respect and um i'm, I'm wondering if you see an influence on other people who have come after you like do you do you feel like you have had an influence on that i think some people how do i sound good 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 some people have told me that and that, like brock just now right a few people have told me that directly and for those i'm especially honored uh otherwise you know here and there just because there are things that i might have said first right or like early on or like a way that something was referred to that either like hung around or sort of like you know influenced a certain way of speaking or a way of calling things but i don't personally feel like anything that i've done has influenced anybody directly but i do know i mean i do know that like people tell me that just like seeing me there right like made them want to be able to do it made them think that they could do it and i think that like i've always felt just like the everyman commentator right i mean i know games pretty well but you most people don't know that i got an evil top eight and it's for a game that had like 164 people right and it's not not a huge deal Tatsunoko versus Capcom, by the way, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I think that, if anything, I just show people that, like, if you really, really like it and really try, then, and you're also extremely lucky and live in the right place. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you know, but, like, you can at least get on the mic. You can at least get on the mic and talk about games somewhere. And, you know, whatever comes after that is going to come. I mean, you had a big impact on me because, there, again, there just weren't that many people who were doing it. So I listened to the people who were, and it was a short list, and, like, you were there. And and so I, I do feel like your style of, like, breaking things down had a big impact on how I then did. Um, but I also was big-time influenced by Tasteless and Artosis especially. So, I, I, you know, hearing that that influenced you as well makes total sense as far as, like, lineages go in my mind. Um, I mean when I was doing the Evo DVD trailers a long time ago, there was the one where Bucktooth does the crazy Morrigan stuff. And that's you doing commentary on that clip. And that was always like one of my favorite parts of that trailer because the way that you said it was so lyrical and it just like fit in the moment, like so well, you know, well, which side is he on? You know, that, that, that whole line there, like it was so musical and it fit (laughs) with that, moment in the trailer so well so yeah for sure i'm so glad that you told me that because i stole that line from that guy that i was talking about (laughs) we had had it falling out over i saw that like i jacked that line straight up from him 
Um, but, not, not, but not in the way that he, he didn't deliver it in the way that I delivered it, you know? And it's, it's really like a lot about. Yeah, it's delivery, all in so. the delivery, honestly. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's just words, right? But you yeah, stole. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, look. look the mic I'm doing it pretty well. <laughs> so the mic is getting Mike is getting a little uh, 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 janky again, but uh, I mean, I also want to take the opportunity to say that you know someone asked us what, what some of our favorite commentary moments were, and uh, you know one of my highlights has always been when you and I did the Vi Bonchan match in Street Fighter Four. That one was I felt like was always an excellent match and one of the ones that I I just every time I go back and watch it like it just I I don't know the whole thing about it just like felt really really good so <laughs> oh man you killed that you carried me on that that was awesome dude nah, you nah, are dude, that nah. was one of your best <laughs> best calls oh man well thank you I appreciate that appreciate that uh well talk to me about how things are going right now I see the clock's on zero but we've you know, not been able to have as much time as usual because uh, yeah. we've been fixing the mic. So let's I kinda, just I a couple to, minutes on there. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to say, like, you kind of moved on to making games a little bit or at least learning making games and stuff like that at this point. Yeah, uh, I did go to NYU for game design school. I got the Evo scholarship. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was cool. It was a good experience. I learned a lot, and uh, the game the the game industry is is like something else, right? So I, uh, since that time, I'm like just now getting my name on like a very professional credit, um, and something that's coming out like in the near future. Um, but it has nothing to do with fighting games at all. It's just, but it is actually incredibly awesome. But that's all I'll say that's about so that. Cool. But uh, come on, tell us what it is right now. Ultra Gen TV exclusive. No, I'm just mm. kidding. Yeah, you don't have to say. Uh, <laughs> <NBA> coward. <laughs> no, you don't uh, have to say anything. Don't, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> it's, it's. Uh, I could, I could technically say it because the game has been, the game has been announced. But no, I no, won't. it's okay. Don't want to get you in trouble, dude. Don't, yeah. don't, don't worry about it. It's uh, all good. But I, but what I can say is that I did learn a lot about uh, making games. I have made games like indie games. I've made a couple of fighting games. I made this like bullet hell mm-hmm. shooting bullet hell fighting game that I had. I did like a majority of the design for that one, and I was just that was just something experimental, something we were playing with fighting game mechanics. Another one we made like this straight up super turbo clone. So I was going to, going into super turbo frame data, learning about like the choices that were made in that game from the other way. Uh, so there's like a couple of really interesting fighting game experiences I had, but as far as like doing it professionally, it's still potentially in the cards, but uh, happily right now, I at least just have some other uh, mild day, nine to five sucker day job. That's <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Oh, uh, well, you're you're playing a lot of Strive, right? I mean, I've I've seen you yeah. talking about that. Tell me what you think about Guilty Gear Strive. You played a lot of games over the years. So what's this one like? Let me replug my mic before I say this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because honestly, I feel 
almost literally the same way the Sonic Fox feels. Now, I, <laughs> I, I'm not like a bandwagoner, right? And the days that he said those things, I was like, oh, this kid is like reading my mind. Hang on a second. Like, Mike, on this Mike, Mike, Your Mike blew up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's just, um, uh, every, everything feels like a sledgehammer, right? And it's, uh, it's tough to feel like you're doing anything cool, feel like there's no slickness to the game. And I feel like that's like the hallmark of Guilty Gear. And I would use the word finesse, except Sonic Fox already used it, but that's literally the word that I was thinking along with slickness. Those are just like the kind of things that the game lacks for me. And honestly, I think that that is like embodied by Giovanna, who, in my opinion, is the worst. I'm a Giovanna player, by the way. The worst Guilty Gear player, the worst Guilty Gear character to ever ever be designed it's such an insult to guilty gear players that this is in the game because you have somebody's gonna play it i play it you play it and i don't feel good i don't feel good i don't feel good i feel bad so what is it what is it about it that does that that you think is makes her the worst guilty gear character ever she's super linear linear super straightforward and uh the the hits that you get don't feel satisfying. It doesn't feel like you really outplayed anybody. Uh, I know that there's Giovanna players out there, probably one in particular that's like, oh, maybe like you did not outplay them because you suck. Hey, guess what? That's part of the point. Yo, Giovanna did 2D full screen. I did jump HS with Gold Lewis and I got hit. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> it makes no sense. She's she's just like you know, but it's like playing para, para, paradise. Like you just pressing, which and it just it just everything works, and it kind of like embodies like what the a lot of the core gameplay of the game is for you know various characters. This is a lot of just like straightforward button stagger frame trap slash super super obvious throw mix up that it's it's a bad idea to try to do anything against anyway and do the same thing again. But I mean, I think it's cool. Like it's almost there. Neko is great. <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. Yeah. I mean, she's just cammy, right? It's just, it's not like a brand new idea on a character. Yo, except that her drill I mean, is plus, which has never been the case. <laughs> for Cammy. Cammy doesn't have dash, uh, five five s that's also that's like close or far and just like you, you can close your eyes do that and then start the party i don't know i kind of feel like she's 92 <laughs> percent the same character uh, anyway um no. so if, if if it's the case five, that you five match up here no it's okay um if it's the case that you're not enthralled with the game yeah. you've been you've been playing it a lot though <laughs> like what's the deal <laughs> That's good neck though. Okay. I like to solve puzzles, man. Like I said, it's like <laughs> now I'm playing Gold Lewis and I can't I I like I said, I, I, I have really good execution, except I can't do half circles apparently. So Gold Lewis is just a struggle for me. Uh and it's fun. In a masochistic way. Well, I guess I, I don't can know, see man. That. I don't know, man. I don't even know why I don't know. 
sometimes I think about that. I'm just like, why? I've been playing less recently. I can say that, but there is still a lot of enjoyment I get out of just like, you know, playing uh, Gold Lewis. I, I don't really have fun playing Giovanna, so I just pretty much stopped playing her. But I have fun uh, watching the game, commentating the game, learning the game. Um, and right now, Gold Lewis. And I think I'll probably have fun with Jacko, and I haven't even tried the character yet. I've been so busy just swinging the coffin. So, so you know, there's there's a lot there for me to like. Is is that who you're going to use, Gold Lewis, to body everybody at the Commentator Cup? Man, you better know, pick man. Gio and get to work. He's right. He's 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 right. <laughs> hey don't don't hurt our chances to get a gold lewis in this tournament here say jam's in the tournament too buddy yeah i'm probably There's... just i don't think i got the skills for for gold lewis man i'm not it's not working well you're gonna be in the commentator cup uh that's gonna be cool looking forward to seeing that uh you're also doing commentary locally right where can people watch that uh i'm on xanadu games i'm there like couple of weeks out of the month uh, and as well as the monthlies. So that's going to be on twitch.tv slash VG bootcamp two or just VG bootcamp, depending on what's going on, uh, on those streams. And, uh, the weeklies are on Thursdays. I'll be there this Thursday, most likely, but the monthly is this month or this week, this Saturday. So I will mm. definitely be there. And where Ooh, can people uh, follow you directly, uh, at, at all the social medias, Oh, it's just Key Sonic everywhere, uh, except Reddit because somebody stole it there <laughs> a long time ago. It's so weird, so weird. He stole it while I was on the stage at Evo. Anyway, yeah, but everywhere else, just Key Sonic Twitter, Key Sonic Instagram, Key Sonic. Well, uh, let me ask you the question that I ask everybody: uh, Where did Ski Sonic come from? Like, where, it is such an unusual name. I can't believe someone stole it, but I guess they stole it because they saw you. But like, what? Where does Ski Sonic come from? Uh, so the quick version of this is: I had a friend that used to steal AOL accounts all the time, and he liked the ski. Right? He was like tapped in with that like CD underground AOL underbelly. So he would get these accounts and hook me up because I was too poor to have internet. And also my mom just said no. So he would like get these like throwaways and be like ski square, right? Because it's a square soft, like ski whatever, right? Uh, so one day he was like, okay, I'm going to make you one. And I'm just like, well, just put Sonic in it, right? And he just put ski Sonic. Uh, he liked to ski and snowboard. I've never been skiing in my life. Uh, but I was just like, oh yeah, Sonic, you know, Sonic's fast. I'm fast. Put Sonic in it. So that's where Ski Sonic came from. Uh, the, the IRC was, was too short for me to put anything else. Dude, I would have never guessed that the ski and Ski Sonic was actually named after like skiing. <laughs> I've heard that story many times and it's still one of my favorite stories on account of like just how completely random it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, no rhyme and random name it. generator for sure. Yeah. Oh man. All right, dude. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Sorry about the mic stuff. Oh, dude, it's all, it's all good. It's all good, man. It's part of, it's just the nature of doing this online stuff. Audio is the worst part. So streaming as a blow up. Cool to hang out with you regardless. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll be able to Likewise. see each other again. I think the last time I saw you was, was uh ceo daytona right i think that was the last time i saw you right 
I think that's the last time we actually got to like say a word to each other. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Ugh, man, a couple of years, you know, it'll happen. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have a good night. See later. you guys later. Later. Shout out to All right. Jumping One of my good buds in the FGC for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next thing over here, and that, of course, is going to be the 5-5 matchup. And we have four questions. What, what, what does that expression mean, Tubo? Is, are we doing something wrong? Uh, okay. We're moving on. <laughs> we have a 5-5 matchup. I am going to slowly set up the poll while David reads the... Number one, Christians. should player opinions have a formal and official role in the balance patch process for fighting games? If so, how would you like to see a company involve players in deciding balance changes? Two, you have a monkey paw that has the power to give any fighting game rollback netcode, but it also does something horrible to the game. Which <laughs> game would you use it on, and what would be the horrible consequence? Three, do you think there's even the slightest possibility that fighting games won't have a bright future from this point onward? From so many good game releases to rollback becoming normalized, I feel like this is the true golden age and that things will never go back. Four, which fighting game archetype do you kick out of the hypothetical main roster? Do you believe that there are archetypes that are better suited to be available from the start rather than added later? So there you go. There are our four topics. Do you have the poll set up? The poll is set up, exclamation mark, one, two, or three, or four. Let me know. And remember, if you're, a, if you're a sub to the channel, and it is September. Wait a second. So those, you... those are discounted. If I... you're a sub to the channel, you get two votes. Does that count? Can you vote for the same thing twice with your two votes? Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why not. That seems yeah, absolutely. Of... You get two votes. I thought that. Oh, I always just thought you of stack that, them like however you, you have want. to use it for two different ones. It's not ranked choice voting. Yeah, you stack them however you want. Yeah. Well, put them in there. We're gonna give you a little bit of time to think about this, as you see the topics up on your screen, but not too long. So hurry up. All right. Well, so hurry far up, there are definitely two clear winners, although one of them is now catching up. One of them has taken a more substantial lead. And one of them is falling behind a little bit. What do you say we cut it off in like five seconds? Well, you got to give a countdown then. All right. Five, five four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> Closed. The winners are number two and number one. Number two and number one. So we start with number two. <laughs> And I am going to paste this in here. What is what is that little evil cackling? He was just giggling in the background, just cackling. What is this cackling here? Because, I mean, I... That's what I start every morning with. <laughs> evil cackling? <laughs> you have no. a monkey paw that has the Number power two. to give any fighting game rollback oh. netcode, but also does something horrible to the game. Which game would you use it on and what would be the horrible consequence? David? I'm trying to think about which games I think I would want to give rollback netcode to. 
that I would also be okay with having something terrible happen to. I feel like there's not a lot of crossover there. I mean, I like, would love to how see... bad does it? How bad does the terrible have to be? Right. That's, That's all up to you, buddy. That's all in right? your mind. Kick. Yeah, it's all in my mind. Uh, kick punch. It's all. In the Those Parappa memes have been killing me, dude. The Parappa. Dude, have you seen... Oh, dang, check out Lord Gandalf oh, here. Hey, thanks for the big ten. Subs. Thank you Thank very you much, so Lord much. Gandalf. Thanks for the dang. big ten. I hope you're much doing good out there. I hope things are all right. Yeah. We'll get back to playing games at some point. Did you well, see the, I did can you... say this. The timer is not running. One, two. Oh, yeah. Two. Did you, did you see that meme where, where he was put into... God, what is that? That crazy, like, violent game and, like, they beat him up Tron. and stuff. It was, Talking it was about Half Life. It was Half Life Two. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. okay. But Half Life's not super wide. I mean, it's okay. it's right. moderately. Moderate. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, well, you guys don't know why you're sitting there trying to figure out literally any video game in the past ten years you can pick right now. By the way, uh, what you guys didn't know is that I already placed my monkey paw. I have the monkey paw. All the wishes have been used. The final wish was to put rollback netcode into Guilty Gear Strive. And my horrible thing that happened to it was communicating with servers and the lobbies. <laughs> yep, it did happen. It actually happened. It, it, it happened in real life, guys. This, yeah. It's already happened. That's actually already happened. It, it's already real. Yeah, this is literally what happened to us. But also, there's Marvel 3. Yeah. There's Street Fighter 4. There's any of the Blaze Blues. Right. There has Blaze to be a Blue. game you guys would do no, this for i mean look again like i would love i'd love to see blaze blue with rollback i'd love to see marvel 3 sf4 i guess other people would care about that like there are a lot of games that i think would be great to have rollback of course but then also what am i cool with ruining about that game because the reason that i want those games to have rollback is because i like the games but now i have to make the games bad that's a bummer you're telling me that if like your favorite version of blaze blue got Guilty Gear Strive rollback, but the same shitty lobbies, you wouldn't play it? No, play I guess it. I'm Just go about, with that. Just what I'm thinking that. about is, like, the game itself has to get worse. Okay, fine, yeah. That is so, the video. That's a video game. It's a whole package here. Marvel 3 has rollback netcode, but you can only play it every second Thursday. That's it. And other than that, the lobbies aren't <laughs> every up. Second uh, hell, every that, second Thursday. Every second Thursday. That's terrible. That's so that, I know. That's like, you can only play it once a night. month. Once right. a Marvel night, dude. That's Marvel night. <laughs> Twice a month. America, America joins in for Marvel night once every second Tuesday. See, I mean, I, I would I'm play like, it. Marvel like, night would be sick. I'd be a Marvel night would be sick to be honest. Yeah. Like I mean, I keep thinking of like my problem is like I'm monkeys pieing it in like many different ways, right? Like for example, you know, I could say like. Oh hey, melee should get rollback netcode, which it already did. So it I did. mean, it wouldn't be an official example, but I could say you would get that game. But for some reason, Fox and Falco aren't playable anymore, and like that would be horrible to a lot of other people. But I think I might enjoy that more. <laughs> <laughs> Long live Jigglypuff! Let's go. Um, you get you get updated melee with rollback. But Nintendo will not let you stream that game. You yeah, can, it cannot be streamed that anymore. That is definitely the, a the rice polders came to roost. Oh no! Yep. 
I mean, that's that definitely had... worse than every second Thursday. Yeah. Now I'm thinking like if I really wanted to give rollback netcode to something, I mean, it would be something like Marvel three or Marvel two, probably uh, just because I feel like those games. Hey, Marvel two has rollback netcode on 360 and PS3. Does just it? good luck getting the game. You can't download it. Oh, was the netcode really good on those? It is good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh dang, I didn't People know. People still okay. play it. Ruin Ruin streams it on his 360 and PS3. Sometimes dang. he like plays other okay. people. Still play okay. It. Okay. All right, then I but will yeah, go the with NBC3 because a lot of games have a lot of uh, emulation solved problems, uh, solved yeah. ways to do it, but Marvel 3 does not. So I probably would pick Marvel 3. So I would pick Marvel 3, but you can only play it every second Monday. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would be the downside that I would give to the game? What would be the downside that I would give to Marvel 3? Oh man, this is a tough one. Um All right, here's the downside right here. You Marvel 3 gets rollback net code, but now Phoenix only needs 3 out of 5 bars to go into dark phoenix mode. So I have just ruined the game completely. But you know, people could ban her. Play. <laughs> people you could, just could soft ban her. Why not? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Is there's you an don't out. Do that in Marvel. You don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that in Marvel. <laughs> we just accept it. There you go. That's my that's my negative side. Or what Shan Chi says in the chat, you know, uh Dark Phoenix doesn't have less health. She just has regular health. BB Tag gets rollback, but everybody has to play a grappler on their team. Tagers on every single team. Ew. Yeah, that would be sick, man. Tager's Gross. so cool and not super great in that game. All right, move on to the next one. Yep, that's question number one. Should player opinions have a formal and official role in the balance patch process for fighting games? If so, how would you like to see a company involve players in deciding balance change? Well, I will say that most or at least many developers do do this. You said do mostly... do. <laughs> number two. This is question number two. Uh, they do do this. It's just not like in a big public way. But most of them hire players to test things out or at least to like get, get their opinions on it, at least pre-release, if not after release. Uh, and that's been happening for forever, ever. as far ever. as I know. Yeah. yeah. Literally ever. Yeah. Uh, since the first one so that's that has happened but after launch it's it's much less um and and again i mean even you may you may be thinking of like the people who are the current top players but like you know there's also people who come in house and no longer enter tournaments combo fiend worked it's in capcom uh Wushige was on sf5 like there's the plenty of examples of that in nrs games and whatever like arxis like all sorts of stuff does that and, and has been doing that. So rather than those players continuing to be like top level competitors and placing in tournaments, they're still really good, but they're just like in-house instead. And they are actually like contributing to how balance and, and testing work. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you basically stole my answer, David, is that this already happens. <laughs> and maybe people don't know about it, but it certainly right. already happens. Uh, I mean... Yeah, but I think I think there is a more interesting question, which is 
after launch. It still happens. It still happens. It's much. It's launch, much less. Well, I guess after uh, launch, they 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 just listen to the community more so than like a small group of testers. Yeah. And also, and also, most of the people internal that work on these games play these games. You know, like they they right. still have these discussions internally as well. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this just already happens. Like characters don't get nerfed on their own. <laughs> you know, if everybody thinks the top tier character is fine, they usually don't get touched that much, right? Like that's that's not by coincidence. It's because the developers are listening to the issues that people have usually, you know? I mean, like, I mean, clearly everybody was complaining that Leo had trouble opening people up in Guilty Gear Strive, so they gave him the dash cancel on the standing Let's not talk, let's not talk about that. I, I mean, I don't think that this means that they're always right in their decision making. <laughs> right, of you know? course, of course, of course. But I mean, a lot of it too, I mean, I just, I, I again, you know, for me, it's it's about sticking to a vision and really understanding your own game because I really feel like with Street Fighter V, the last couple of seasons, I really feel like they've just been kind of doing their own thing, not even necessarily listening yeah, to sure. people. And they've been doing a great job because they understand their own game now. Like, I feel like they understand their own game really, really well. Remember, Street Fighter Season 1 is just nothing but a result of listening to people complaining about things, right? Like, that's literally what Street Fighter Season 1 was. And it was kind of a mess. And a lot of things didn't gel together. So I'd rather just have people have that kind of vision and really understand it. Yeah, you're going to take into account what people say and complain about and stuff. But, you know, also, you know, make sure that, like I said, you understand your own game. You know how to make your own character strong. And, you know, it's the whole kind of thing. I always also use the Super Street Fighter, for example, when they nerfed Gen and they barely buffed, quote, barely, unquote, buffed Guile. And everybody was super mad. And then it turned out that they were doing the right things and people just didn't know, right? And Seth still says that Jill got nerfed in Marvel 3. Because people didn't know the broken shit that she really had I, in vanilla. I know, I know the secrets, and I will not reveal them. Really? I really do. I'm not even kidding. I really actually know, and I'm not saying shit. Dang. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, buddy. Yep. I want everyone. I just blue ball the entire show. <laughs> Hold that. Yeah. Well, no one has to believe you, so there you go. That's fine. Yeah, they can choose. I can just <laughs> yeah. make it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far as I guess, I guess to my mind, the more interesting question is: should should players, should competitive tournament players, have some stake in how their characters turn out? Nah, no, no. Nah. I, I I used to think that there should be something like that because it, in my mind, it used to be the case that fighting game devs balanced more haphazardly, yes, and things would things would come out weirdly, like a lot of the time, and that was true like across the devs like every dev was just making decisions that i was like what do you why i feel like that's a lot Street less Fighter common. 4 ae totally sf4 ae <laughs> but also like all the games that i play right. like the, NR, the earlier the early two nrs games were like that a lot and even like early mkx was like that a lot mm. and um uh i wasn't a gear player but i've heard tell that guilty gear players weren't happy oftentimes with how things changed in in their games like that's just how it was i feel like in a lot of the cases 
And I don't really feel that way for the most part now. Yeah. So I no longer really feel that way. I mean, I, it was never the case that I thought that you should ask the top players, what should we change? And then do it, because that's just not a good idea. Ooh, no, there are a lot a of players idea. who are great at playing video games who are just morons when it comes to thinking about like bigger questions about how balance should work and like what what should be fun and what could be fun. Yeah, like there's just... I mean, that would could, not be a productive conversation, could, but like, but if if you have the world's greatest player of X character and they wake up tomorrow and their character died, that is a bad feeling, and that sucks. And it used to kind of be like that more often. Yeah. So back then, I I did kind of feel like maybe they should have a stake, but with more with better balancing, I no longer seems like as pressing an issue. And I was just about to say, you could do the opposite. Ask a bunch of top players what they think of their characters. Have them all tell you that they hate the way that they turned out, but then keep them that way anyway. So yeah. like, that's definitely a that decision is a, you can make. an option that has <laughs> that been made That is a thing that's happened before. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Any case. All right, moving on. to say on. about this one? Yeah, okay. <sighs> all right, we're moving on up. To the east side. Here we go. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid news. There are a few things to talk about when it comes to yeah. Power Rangers. Uh, let's first talk about the fact that there was the Battle for the Grid League finale. That happened. That happened. It was won by Skills That Kills. Congratulations. That's cool. Uh, Crescent Camara got second place. Mega Isaac X got third place. There was a whole top eight for it. Uh, they had been playing it out. The league, that is, for for quite a while ever yeah i was gonna say i mean i still remember the frosty faustings that i went to that was the dacid bro crazy airport travel nightmare that he had to get there and he ended up winning it but i mean i don't think he played in this because i think he i don't know if he took himself out but obviously yeah he talked about that when he was on the show Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he but, said he kind of just let it rock because yeah. it wasn't going to chase the events. And the panic and the pandemic really just yeah. kind of. Yeah, it, it put a monkey wrench into everything for all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's cool. Uh, I hope that was fun for everybody. Congratulations to the winners, and again, really cool that they continued to play out the league and that yeah, you know, they're still supporting that. Um, relatedly. There's a season four that will be coming out, and we got a view of some of the characters uh, that are going to be yeah. coming out. So there was an announcement trailer that showed a bunch of gameplay footage for Adam Park, a little bit of gameplay footage for Poisandra, is my pronunciation of it. Cool. I'm glad that is correct. And Rita Repulsa just shown as like a screenshot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're finally trailer. adding uh, Rita Repulsa to the game. <laughs> you know what I found out today? What's is that, that um, Power Rangers was uh, not an original American thing. Did you know that? Uh, everyone knows that. You were the only one that didn't know that, David. Wait, is David being serious right now? I didn't know, dude. I, I mean, I've. Maybe I did at some point in the past and have forgotten. That's just as plausible. But one of those two, I definitely, uh, I like, did not currently have that knowledge in my head. Yeah. Like literally they made up the whole high school part just to work with all the existing footage that they've already yep. had. They did start filming some new stuff eventually, but like most of it was just all repeat footage from a uh japanese sentai show <laughs> yep sorry guys i, I didn't was. know about this i was too busy hanging out with the cheerleaders <laughs> nerd 
not accurate. Uh, the, 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 the truth is, you were just too old for Power Rangers. It wasn't in your Hey, look, if I can say that I'm not too old for Power Rangers, mostly because uh, my experience through Power Rangers was via Investigation Cone in the chat. Like, that's where all of my, my Power Rangers knowledge came from, so... <laughs> if I can say I watched it in high school, you're not too old for Power Rangers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Well, All right, talk P. to me Kimmy. about what you think about Adam Park and Poisandra, who we saw footage of. Adam looks dope. Poisandra looks weird. Do they all look uh, pretty busted? Although I will say, like, you know, having messed with uh, the game when it came out early and seeing how Poisandra looks, like she had a lot of good personality. Like there, she did some stuff right. and had that little dance, like, <laughs> you know, and stuff like the animations clearly are much stronger for uh, oh, yeah. these later characters now. And yeah, it's, it's sure. cool to see. And so I really appreciated that aspect of Poisandra. She seemed like she had a lot of really cool personality beats. For sure. Yeah, I mean, the game has gotten better and better and better every yeah, season. Yeah, it's and cool honestly, to see that happen. Like, looking at those that trailer, like, the game looks really, cl- like, clean, like, polished right now. It's It's really nice. Cool. Check it out if you are interested. Oh, I should say that the season four stuff starts coming out September twenty first. So yeah, but shout outs, shout outs to season four. Like when this game first yeah. came out, how many people thought that there would be a season four at this point no for one. this game? We have the a game season came out four. In a very bad state. Yeah, you right. couldn't block after blocking a jump in. You couldn't block low. Like <laughs> right. there's a lot of real, real questionable See, things. There's but, a season man, four. Man, they stepped for up. This. They kept working on it. It's and awesome. a season one for schoolgirls. What timeline do we live in right now? Pretty dude? cool. <laughs> timeline where fighting games with good netcode don't die. Yeah, actually. Let's talk about the next one with that in mind. Really, really good point. Ultra Fight Da Kianta 2 has DLC coming out, dude. Let's talk about DLC for this game. Uh, they have, first of all, an amazing trailer. <laughs> for trailer. Dr. K. It's such like a fever dream, hilarious trailer. I see your skepticism over there, Brock. I see what I see your I, eyes. I just haven't seen it, man. Dude, I know. I, I saw, you will find it hilarious. You had it linked in the doc. You did, the description was literally the best trailer ever. And I was like, all right. So I clicked it. Pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Pretty yeah, great. I mean, yeah. That, that game is that game is real wild. I played it a couple of times and it's fun, but it's just like real zany. And this the new character is very in keeping with that too. Doctor K, check it out. Also announced will be new features, including rollback. This will be a rollback edition, so there will be rollback for Ultra Fight. Another awesome. victory for Rollbackia. Yeah, dude. It's it's so great to see like the fact that Japan is really starting to grasp onto the importance of rollback as well. Again, shout outs to all the people who filled out all of those Arxis, you know, uh surveys and stuff like that. Sure we got monkeys pod into the lobbies, but we got our rollback, so it's all good. <laughs> good enough for now. Exactly. Cool. Uh, all right, cool. Let's uh, move on to the next one then. So, yeah. but, I mean, honestly, watch? if you guys have never heard of Ultra Fight Da Kanta Two, like 
this is seriously like the most on crack thing you've ever seen. Like seriously, fever dream is a good way to describe it. Just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean like all the sound effects are just done by the creator, you know, and like in like he drew everything himself and stuff. And it's, yeah. it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Okay. It is a great trailer. Please check it out. All right, moving on. Did you guys watch any of the PlayStation showcase that happened last week? I watched every bit of it. Yep. Okay, what about you, James? I watched absolutely none of it. However, I did go later on and watch some of the trailers, so I've seen some of the trailers for stuff. James, did you know that they've shown more footage of the cat game? Did they? Not not, not at this one, but at the last showcase they did, yeah. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, a little while, like a couple months ago, probably. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I see that? I might have seen that. Act- no, I did see they, that. They, I did. Yeah, I they did, laid out like did, the whole world and there's robots. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, see yeah. that. I'm super okay. excited still. So. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. want to play the cat game. Okay. Spider-Man 2 coming out in 2023. God of War Ragnarok delayed until 2022. Just uh, you know, expected. A few of the games. Wolverine. You're excited? I'm excited about that. Seems like it will uh, should be cool. Made by uh, the Spider-Man team. It's going to be great. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake? So I Let's have go. never played Knights of the Old Republic, but everybody has told me, especially one of my best friends who's the big Star Wars nerd, uh, it's like he says it's just like one of the best ones out there. I've heard nothing but good things it about it. So Absolutely one of the best. Yeah. RPGs, but it aged very poorly. Right, so it aged really cool. very poorly, and it's weird. It feels like I never that played that's, it either, so I'm looking forward to it. It's weird. I feel like that we've kind of reached this weird point in technology that our technology is so good that we're just remaking everything again. <laughs> and I'm yeah, not sure I mean, that's quite good a few or of these bad. These games were remakes or sequels in an established series. You know, right. that's how things are going yeah. right now. But mm-hmm. there was also some other stuff that I hadn't seen before. Uh, Chia's kind of interesting looking. There's the kid amnesia thing that's being made by uh That's, by that's not even a video game. It's I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah, they're releasing two of their albums and there has like some art gallery to go with it. Yeah, there's going to be something interactive. Yeah. If you like Radiohead, you'll love it, I'm sure. I do, as you yeah. know. You'll love Probably. it. Yeah. I mean, look, guess, I, guess. I was thinking to myself at one point in time that the technology's probably just gotten so good. One of the reasons why Gran Turismo looks so good back on the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2 is because it looks so good for those consoles. And so I was thinking, well, now that we've gotten to the point where everything looks super real, does that kind of take away the magic of Gran Turismo? And no, it does not. That game looks beautiful. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, obviously, if you're not a car person, it's whatever. But, like, I can see, sure again, my Star Wars friend who loved Gran Turismo. He's all about cars, and he's driven his actual Corvette, like, you know, in racetracks and stuff like that, that, you know, he's probably just like, oh, my God, and super excited about this game because it is really beautiful. Yeah, the cars look a little too clean. <laughs> like, it might help to add a little dirt to the things, but holy crap. The detail on that looks super. Well, I'm sure they get dirty as they race. 
That's Death cool. Loop is uh, coming out pretty soon, and that trailer Death looks Loop cool. Is out. It's Death out Loop today. Is out. It came out oh, today. today. You're actually right. Yeah, today it came today. out today. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, there's some cool looking stuff out there. I don't have a PS5. I know neither of you guys do. Nope. I don't know what the timeline is for any of us to get one. It's not soon, probably. No. I'll get one there's... when Spider Man's about to come out. I mean, I mean, for me, but, there's still. Even on top of wanting one, it's like hard to get without just paying. I, I don't think it's actually that hard to get one anymore. I, think I looked it up and it was still. I, look, I went to Amazon. I don't like, think you can like walk into Walmart and buy one. Yeah. But if you really want one, like yeah. all these like yeah. bundle things go there, out. There like, if you really want one, you can get one. Yeah, you I'm can. I'm not talking about retail. I'm talking about retail. Talking about retail. But you're going to be paying more. How so? I mean, I, I haven't seen it just available for sale on like Amazon or whatever. No, you know, no, you have to wait in line. You wait in digital line yeah. and then you purchase one. It just that's what I mean. If you really oh, want oh, one, oh, you oh. can get one. OK, so you got your I'm not, you can't just walk into Walmart. You can't yeah, just yeah. hop on a GameStop. And, no, of course but you, not. You, you, yeah, you, but basically, if you really want to get one. You can get one right. Yeah. Now. You keep your eye out. There's like you keep your eye yeah, out on cheap ass gamer or Wario 64. Yeah, yeah. On yeah Twitter, exactly. And they throw out, hey, here's this thing. You try to get in there like trying to buy shoes. Yeah. But I think it's a little right. bit easier than shoes. My problem is there just still hasn't been a console selling game for me on that thing. Like, yeah, that's I said. I'll, I'll wait for Spider-Man. Right. And for me, Spider-Man probably is not going to do it either. So I, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer. I mean, I quit the last Spider-Man game because the stupid Taskmaster missions pissed me off too much. But yeah, so I, I just uh, I just stopped playing it because... Brock is about to walk out of here. I never I just, I, you know... The worst I, thing about it was whatever. <laughs> yeah. You could silver medal on what on those taskmaster missions, but then like the gold missions were super hard to do and I did it flawless and I still got a silver medal and people in the chat were like you kind of have to beat the game cuz you get a suit that makes you go faster and stuff like that and I was like I don't want to freaking wait to beat the game to do like you can't put this in front of me and not allow me to gold medal this now especially because on the map when you actually bronze medal it it marks it as completed on the map so afterwards you have no idea which ones you've completed and which ones you haven't this is the most James complaint I've ever heard yep 100%. but also we're way past time way past time. <laughs> yeah okay 100%. we're moving on okay all right. Well, uh, oh, okay. We're uh, gonna take it down a notch. Unfortunately, um, a fighting game community member, Zerms, has passed away. Uh, Jeremy Smith. I don't know the details, but on Twitter it was mentioned that he passed away of an infection. He had been in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Uh, he was only thirty-six or thirty-five. He was born in eighty-five. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, not a not an old guy. I mean, younger than a couple of us on this. And a pretty normal age for people in the FGC nowadays. So that that's really sad news. Very sorry to hear that. Um, he had been in the Marvel scene, in the Grand Blue scene, and you know had run events and made content and made memes and you know. yeah, big uh, dude. Big I used to guy. see him on Twitter all the time. I'd see his name on Twitter all the time. So. Twitter, sure. uh, other places, but yeah, he made a lot of a lot of Marvel content. <sighs> so rest in I peace, mean, homie. Again, I mean, we don't know what the cause is. Sickness could be anything. Uh, but again, like these past couple of years, I just feel like we've lost so many people 
in the FGC and it sucks because it's a lot of, obviously we're not at the age yet where people are, you know, if I'm still here, we're not going away from (laughs) old age. Let's put it that way. So, you know, these is definitely, you know, too soon for so many of these people. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, There's a GoFundMe to support his family. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. um, If you're, feeling so inclined then you can donate there definitely tell 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 the people that you love that you love them so all right uh sorry to hear about that let's go on to the upcoming stuff now and there are some things coming up for example street fighter league season three finals between nasser and alpha three is the 16th so thursday at 4 p.m pacific time so, so just in a couple of days. it just never happened from season three right and so yeah that's right that's right finally happening here so before right. they start season four yeah and speaking of season four the season four jp starts on september 25th and for us october 7th so both of those are starting up pretty soon uh we'll talk next week more about what the teams and stuff are but the teams right. especially for the japan one are pretty serious looking yeah. gonna be cool september 24th friday at 5 p.m is the commentator cup just as a reminder everybody that is an event that we're going to be running on this channel right here ultra 10 tv sure do. and sure will. it's yeah. gonna be all commentators 16 players playing guilty gear strive gonna be a lot of fun to watch a lot of fun to talk about them and and very much looking forward to that we have a matcherino for that and the codes are ready for that so if you go to matrino.com slash commentator cup strive you can sign in there and um please to donate or if you don't want to give your own dollars you know how it works you guys have used matrino before you can go there and uh just you know click on a little coupon thing and or follow twitter accounts as they uh, have on there and you can effectively donate money that way as well and again as yeah, i the, always the show sponsor in- quests yeah. Sponsor quest, they call it. And yeah. As I do in every single tournament that I commentate that has Matcherino, I sign in, I click on the code, takes me literally like five seconds. So uh, obviously you can do that now. You can wait until the actual day, but you know, supporting the the winner would be cool. Absolutely, yeah. And lastly, uh, the ICFC first to 10 exhibitions were announced today. They're going to be on Majin Obama's Twitch channel. And starting on September 25th at 11 a.m. Japan time, there's going to be a first to 10 series in both Street Fighter Alpha 3 and also Melty Blood Actress Again current code. Cool. So that's cool. Three, man. Those players in Japan are crazy. I mean, I remember when... 25th anniversary was out and at Southern California regionals, a bunch of the Japanese players came out there, including the the, the one girl who was like the best ex Chun player uh, in on the planet, basically. And you wouldn't think that you know exism had any chance, but she did some massive damage in that. I think she got like third place or something like that. Maki, that's that's what her name was. Yeah. So there you cool. go. Cool. All right. Well, look forward to that. All right, let's get to this final category here. We have made excellent time, it turns out, for the mailbag. All righty, let's do this mailbag here. Sorry, I was not ready for this. Let's do this. Oh, no. Let's do We're this. looking at 
Nigel Thornberry and Ren and Stimpy in a fighting game. <laughs> Sounds about right to me. All right. So the first question we have here comes from Drem via Twitter. Would you like the next Street Fighter game to be a new Street Fighter or a new Street Fighter Alpha? I mean, at this point in time, I don't really think there's a distinction unless you count Alpha as like being the only 2D kind of games or something like that. So uh, for me, making it a new Street Fighter game, but specifically, like I said, if I made Street Fighter 6, I would make it a spiritual sequel to Street Fighter 3. So I would like to see a new kind of uh, Street Fighter 3-ish type game for the next Street Fighter um well yeah the what the game is called really doesn't matter i just hope the next street fighter is fun and has good net code that's that's what i hope <laughs> i don't uh i'm pretty indifferent on if it's an alpha game or not <laughs> i totally I, yeah. agree i don't really care about that whether it's a spiritual successor to one version of street fighter or another or something entirely brand new whatever man i just want to play something fun that is new I don't want it to be very much the same to any other Street Fighter. Give me some new stuff to play and have a good time with. That's all. Okay. But not next anytime soon because SF5 is really good. So let's keep no, playing. No, it's super game. soon. Please, within the next year. <laughs> next question. Marlo0822 via Twitter asks, if there was a Muppets-based fighting game, who would you main and what would their play style be? I'm guessing David's pick would be Sweetums, obviously, big body grappler. You know, I was reading this question on Twitter as I was writing it down, and before I got to the part where it was like David would probably play, I had already started and, and stopped and thought, and that was, in fact, going to be my answer to that question for <laughs> real. <laughs> so, uh, very nicely done. Well, I want to very obviously play Waldorf and Statler, the ice climber of the game. Oh, no! I was going to say that was my obviously. choice, but that they're not the ice climber. They're the zoners. It would for sure be the I ice climber. Maybe, the, maybe they're the zoning ice climbers because they're they're just staying away. They don't want to get involved in the fray themselves. They're just like yeah, but I'm just saying there, there'll be two away. characters in one. Absolutely, they're they're inseparable. You All can't that would happen is that they would both be sitting in a booth. And you would move the whole booth and all of their attacks be would be projectiles of them taunting you all day. That would be sure. super sick. Yeah, that was going to be my answer. So Tubo stole my answers. That was wow. how it was we all, wow, we're all of the well, well, my second choice would obviously be the French chef. Swedish the chef? The Swedish, the Swedish chef. chef. Yeah, sorry. The Swedish chef. French, Actually. Swedish. Pretty different, but right. in my brain, apparently the same. I might just have to do. I've heard Beaker. Swiss Chef before, but never French. I thought I don't know, man. Hiroyuki Sakai, Iron Chef, French. Is that who you're talking about here? Um, I would. Anyway, probably... nobody knows who we're talking about. Who's anything under the thirties? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, this is a Beaker this is would a fellow be a cool olden one person who's asking. Yeah, this Beaker question. Animal would be a sick character to play. Dude, dude, there's a lot of modern Muppet stuff. They even had a TV show recently. Uh, like they have, yeah, five Muppets years are so ago, good. dude. Yeah, they had yeah. a modern TV show that they tried to do it all office style, like you know, with like the interviews and the camera zooms good, and, pads and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Was on just recently. All right, very good. Uh, all right, let's do the next question here. Wasik via Twitter asks, 
Which would you rather be cursed with? Permanent nose whistle or your sense of smell is 50% effective of what it is now? All right. First of all, I'm Googling what nose whistle is. You don't know what a I'm nose assuming. whistle is? I'm like, assuming it was when you breathe, it whistles. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, when you breathe with your nose, you hear that. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's never happened to me, but I'm assuming it's a thing. I guess Absolutely. humans are all sorts of weird people. I guess that why not? Why You've not? You've never had a nose whistle, especially when you're sick. When it gets all cloggy and gunky, then you get the nose. No, whistle. I just can't breathe out of that nostril at yeah, all. Yeah, it just okay. closes. I guess. Yeah, why not? I don't know why I'm surprised about this. Sure, but I no. Mean, I right now, I I would go for the second answer, lowering my sense of smell by fifty percent. Only because right now I can really smell my cat's litter and it's really gross and it's kind of making gross me sick. Same. And I need to clean gross it Same. Right I need now. to change mine as well. I need to clean this litter right now. Cause it's yeah, disgusting. tomorrow during my lunch break, I'm, I'm going to get some litter. You guys don't scoop it every day? Summer. I scoop it every day, but it just eventually it just, just gets stinks. gnarly. Yeah, it just like you have to. But I mean, I will say one thing. Having cleaned your cat's litter before, David, you have yeah. the largest litter boxes that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? Like, you just have <laughs> tubs. Like, you could fit, like, eight cats in that thing all at once. Wow. How often do you actually cycle out the whole litter in there? First of all, like, basically one cat fits in there because I've seen two try to fit in there and they haven't made it work. Second of all, I don't know, maybe once a month. Dang. Damn, that's good, dude. I'm like once a week, dude. But I buy really cheap, crappy litter. I buy Tidy Cat, that's two ninety nine for a giant bag. I mean, I have the same cat litter that David has, confirmed by his wife. So uh, it's just I my cats. Oh, my cats. That's another thing too. So I remember cleaning your cat litter box, and then the next day, twenty four hours later, cleaning it again, and they barely did anything. Like, my cats are, like, peeing and pooing in their litter box, like, constantly. Like, I go 24 hours without scooping it, and, like, the whole box is just full of crap, dude. I don't know what it is. Like, my cats produce so much waste, dude, and they don't eat human food at all. It's crazy. Well, I think Miles produces the normal amount of waste and eats plenty of human food because I'm a terrible pet owner, but... Yeah, I, 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 I do. My litter lasts like a week. I, just, I get wow. rid of it. Okay. All right. Well, I should probably invest in nicer litter. To I honest. did not realize that that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, I feel like the litter we buy is not expensive particularly, right? No, it's not. It's not It's not a crazy one, but I think it's better than Tidy Cat. For it's probably sure. not this. Uh, yeah, I have, I have like bottom tier. Like the only thing worse than mine is like store brand. But like mine lasts for a month. I don't know. Anyway, we have the world's best cat litter is what it's called. Is that's the one that we use. So it's pretty right. good. Uh, would I rather be per cursed with permanent nose whistle or sense of smell is fifty percent effective? Fifty percent smell now? for sure. What What's your answer? Fifty percent smell for sure. Yeah, I think that'd be less annoying. I agree with you. Yeah. I'd get used to that more probably. Because well, I mean, the thing about it is, honestly, sense of smell really affects how things taste. That's true. You would also lose a lot of your taste by losing the sense of smell. Yeah. Now, yeah. having said that, that might actually make me eat healthier. So, you know, maybe it would probably yeah, be better whatever. anywhere. So. Then food has become sustenance rather than something to eat. <laughs> what do you got? 
All right. Next question is Nat via Twitter. What's a question you thought you would have been asked by now, by, but haven't? And what is the answer to that question? Well, this is vague. What's a question you thought you would have been asked by now, but haven't? And what is the answer to that question? Uh, nobody's asked why I'm tackling someone on the entering video. But I think we and... all know, right? I don't think everybody knows. I really would be surprised if everybody that watches this show knows what the deal is with that. But also the answer is way too long. I was on a reality show. I tackled the guy trying to scare me and I beat him up. You didn't That's know the, that you were on a reality show. No, I had no idea. I thought that this guy was going to murder people and me, so I beat him up. Like that's the the short answer, which is pretty. And and please don't leave out the fat part that you saw him attacking and maybe stabbing a woman, and you like ran up to save her life. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I was there. It's not like I saw it from across the street. I was, <laughs> I was with them. You know, I didn't run into a burning building to save the cat or anything. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big guy. Like I don't, I can't run. It's fight or flight it's always fight for me there's dude. no flight i'm not getting <laughs> away from that, you look at that clip dude you can tell the adrenaline kicked in dude you can tell yeah. the adrenaline I mean, kicked know, in. i was moving yeah you were smoothing yeah you were yeah, yeah for sure yeah, you were definitely smoothing <laughs> uh i guess i thought somebody would ask like what's the most amount of times you almost got arrested in any one night and nobody's nobody's asked that the most amount of times you've been yeah, what's your record for that was that, that was the Mexico trip that you went on when you like stole a flag and shit, right? Had you know? <laughs> <laughs> you talked about it on here. You definitely told yeah. the story on here. Yeah, you yeah. told the story. This was in Mexico when you like stole a flag off of the wall of a bar or something like that. In uh, yeah, and then like a golf cart was involved or something, or a golf that. field, golf course. Something like that. You were somewhere where you we weren't supposed to be. That's a safe bet. Okay, fine. Never mind. Yeah, you've that. definitely talked about it on the on the stream before. I mean, the question that I want is: Have you ever locked yourself outside of your car in an embarrassing situation? <laughs> At least once, yes. Thank you. Uh, uh, God, what was the question for me? Jesus. I mean, people. A lot of people time a lot of times ask me if I'm married or if I have kids, I guess. But I guess that's something that people do actually ask me. So what would be a question that people don't actually ask me? I mean, people okay, well here's one. People always assume that I am more of a cat person than a dog person, which in fact that is absolutely not true. I am just an animal person and I am that guy. Like, nobody ever asked me the question because they all think I'm just a cat person. But I am that guy that every time I see a dog on the street or anywhere, I'm like, dog, dog. And, like, I have to go and ask the person if I can pet their dog. And, like, whenever my neighbor's dog comes running up to me, she loves me to death. And I just hug the hell out of that dog. That dog has literally given me a concussion and shurikened me before because I leaned down to hug her when she jumped up to greet me. And her head clocked my jaw into my upper jaw. And, like, literally, I I had, like, a mild concussion afterwards. It was pretty crazy. Uh, But I still love that dog to death. 
but you know, uh, I just, I mean, I love all animals. Like I, I just go, go, and it's crazy too, because a lot of times I'll be walking around and you know, there'll be an attractive girl with a dog. And I'm like, I just really want to pet the dog. Like, I don't care about the girl, but like, how do you do this without being weird and awkward and stuff? But I mean, I'm the guy in the pet store that every time there's a pet walking around, like I, I like stalk the dude. Like, and the dog until I get to the point where I'm like, can I pet your dog? And they're like, sure. And then I get to pet the dog and stuff like that. You, you don't, I love dogs. So I'm just an animal person in general. So there you go. You should get a dog, James. I want to. In fact, I would have had one were it not for the commentary job. Honestly, uh, because I travel so much and I don't have anyone yeah. to look over the dog. I literally, I, I just, I don't want to do that to a dog. I travel too much. My place is small and I want a really large dog. And so, uh, I, I can't do that. I, I can't with good conscience get a dog and travel as much as I do unless I get a significant other and, you know, we are serious and she can stay behind and take care of the dog kind of thing. So that's basically it all right next one all right next question here oops that's the same question oh uh, no let me Rip. paste this in here there you go all right dead eye day via discord asks uh what's the biggest animal you could defeat in an unarmed fight now i'm gonna say this this is not the answer to the question someone asked what kind of dog i would get i am a big fan of golden retrievers I really, really hey, want to. I had grown up. Yeah. That's Golden cute. Retrievers. He was named Tommy after the White Power Ranger. Oh, well, the Green Ranger. That's awesome. Ranger. That's Dude, Golden cool. Retrievers are also very good with other animals. They're good with kids. They have very good temperaments. And so that's like, and they're just cute and freaking adorable. They're beautiful dogs. They're so beautiful. Nobody doesn't like a Golden Retriever. You know? Yeah, basically. Like some people disagree on dog breeds, but nobody doesn't like a Golden Retriever. Dude, it's so... They're so beautiful. I could defeat a human. That's the biggest animal that I could defeat in an unarmed fight. A human being. Biggest human. <laughs> You've seen the video of the guy who the punched, biggest, who what about the a biggest kangaroo, human? right? I mean, maybe I can't beat the biggest human. Although, on <laughs> the other hand, many of the people who are the tallest and largest in the world are actually not pictures of health. They have joint That's problems. True. Or they have muscle problems or <laughs> ligament problems. So maybe I could, actually. Maybe I could. I mean, you saw, um, you ever see Kobe Bryant dunk on Sean Bradley? Yeah, that definitely was a mismatch. Well, I, I don't like my chances versus Sean Bradley, to be honest. I mean, I don't like my chances Kobe. Kobe's six foot six. Yeah, that is true. Kobe will mess true. you up, too. What do you mean? He's kind of pretty big himself. Yeah, there. Kobe's a large human as well. Yeah. Uh, the largest animal I could defeat in hand-to-hand -hand combat. I mean, I mean there's probably a lot. There's probably a lot of really big, dumb animals, right? Well, I'm thinking something like like a whale or something like that, because when they're you on You could land, never kill them with your bare hand. But that's the thing, is I would just sit there and wait, because we're on land, and it would basically eventually die from being on dry land, and then I would go kick it a couple of times and claim victory. Like, I would Look. turtle it to death. I, I guess you're using your human smarts, which is our big one-up yeah. on other species. Yeah. But then I still feel like that's not really what we're talking about here. 
What are you talking about, man? Um, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for this. Like, whatever's big and stupid. Show me a big duck. I mean, a sloth's not even big. Yeah. Also, a sloth can like they have serious poison. They'll they'll mess you up. So you want to see a big dun, dumb animal? Yeah, they're poisonous. You yeah, yeah right like here. humans. Can, yeah, you humans can beat me probably, up for sure. Probably have the best call. Definitely a big dumb. Animal. Most of the the answer is the questions that are like, "What about animals?" It's mostly humans is the answer. Yeah. So okay, so everybody. YouTube and on Twitter and watching this right now, make sure you add the caveat, not counting humans. Yes. So that Dave oh, no. can't answer that question. So you can lawyer your way around that answer from him oh, every no. single time. That is the... That My is trick the... has been revealed by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Next question... Deadeye Dave again asks via Discord, any guilty pleasures? If you possess no capacity for guilt, name objectively terrible or low quality things or activities you like regardless. Huh. A guilty pleasure. I like a good crappy cookie. I think that's my answer here. I like That's cookies. your answer? Yeah. I like you like cookie. a banquet beer and a crappy cookie is your answer? I like the what? The banquet beer. Coors? You like mm. straight up Coors. Coors is disgusting. I do like Coors. I've seen you I've seen you hard body the worst of beers and the cookies is what you go to. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with cookies on this. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So I have sure, I have not? access to extremely high quality cookie making ability. It's like it's like right That's over true. there. And uh <laughs> I can't and like pretty regularly I can get just like the toppest quality of cookies. But also sometimes I just want to like go to the grocery store and buy one of those like real crappy sugar cookies that come in a dozen for $2 and, and eat those. And I don't know, there's something about the taste that is not as good, but also just like good in a different way. It's like home. It's there's sometimes like, I don't know. It's weird. I, I know exactly what you mean because like, I have access to some of the best Chinese food in the world. And sometimes going to those little crappy little Chinese food, you know, corner store places and getting like this terrible chow mein and stuff like that. And this yeah. really greasy Chinese food sometimes just hits the spot. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's right. Weird. No, I, I think that's totally true. Like I, I, people are asking if it's nostalgia in part. I think it is nostalgia. Recently I got some crappy sugar cookies that used to show up to uh, my synagogue every week after Shabbat there's like a little dinner not dinner it's like after dinner at that point but kind of like a dessert and there were always these same cookies and every synagogue I've been to has had those same cookies I don't know why or how but like that's <laughs> just how it's been and I saw those at the store and I bought them and I ate them and they weren't good at all but also I enjoyed eating them a lot <laughs> I hated every second but also it was great <laughs> I don't know it's, that's how it is dude that's my guilty pleasure and I definitely well, have to hide those I don't normally hide the like food that I get, you know, because like I, it's fine. But Kentley get if... mad at you if you, if she saw that you bought them. <laughs> she doesn't anymore, but occasionally Kentley, she keeps doing. Kentley, come to the I'll street. I'll just make you some cookies, Kentley. David. Damn it, that's exactly I, what she said. Dude, yeah, I have her, I'm texting her, dude. I'm texting her right now. <laughs> yeah, you should let her Where know. Where do you hide? Look these in the cabinet, in the back of the cabinet. Where are you no, hiding not all these my things, places. dude? I don't have any uh, currently stored, but God. maybe soon. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. My guilty pleasure is 
weed. I mean, it's it's illegal in my state, so I'm guilty. And let me tell you, it's quite a pleasure. So <laughs> that, that's pretty obvious for me, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say it. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, we're all going with consumption stuff. Like, mine would probably be just Pepsi because – like God knows that shit is bad for you, you know. And I drink. I mean, it could also be like media, right? Like, is there a really yeah, shitty yeah. movie? Uh, a shitty movie, movie, like, shitty crappy movie or bands, like some you know? crazy activity that you like to do for no reason. Like, I like backyard yeah. wrestling, you know, and like destroying That's myself, you know. I would absolutely go to a James Chen backyard wrestling match. Absolutely. Holy shit, dude! I, I have, would. I would pay top dollar to see that. I have two mattresses and two box springs for myself to jump into <laughs> right now, so you know, I think that would actually work out. Um, God, what would be a guilty pleasure? For I you? like listening to Roller Girl. <laughs> this is like an ongoing joke that I don't think anybody else gets, but <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> Can someone please ban Funko from the chat, you know, for saying Pepsi sucks? Cause oh, no. that definitely doesn't no, Water do sucks. It really, really sucks. Don't actually Gatorade. Ban it, he is no. he is on my shit list right now. I see you, Funko. Alright, Mikey. I see you. Um Alright. Alright, what's well, the last one we got? Let's, uh, let's be quick about this. We're about to make the time. we got a minute and a half left. We're going to be fast here. Once again. Uh, we have looked at the Discord for these questions for a while. So these are all Deadeye Dave in Discord because we just hadn't looked at it for the last two weeks. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know whose fault that was. All right, Whoever gathers these questions, I guess. Deadeye Dave via Discord asks, what's your favorite travel abroad experience? We answered this. We answered yeah, we've already this answered last this week. One. Oh, did this we? Is, okay. Yeah, we did answer that one. Yeah, there Scotland. you go. Then. And then, and then James was Kuwait. Uh, Kuwait yeah, and oh, Davis wow. was. I don't remember. I don't remember answering. But all right, cool. I, oh no, you weren't here that week. It was yeah, James, yeah, 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 yeah. It was two weeks ago. That's why you don't. That's why you don't remember, remember David. That's why. So, David, remember. what is your favorite traveling abroad experience? Uh, it would have to be when I was refused entry into the United Kingdom and was kept in French jail for a few hours. And then, um, <laughs> I haven't told the story. <laughs> you love <laughs> jail, don't you? Dude, you like being in jail all the time. Oh man, that's so David. That's perfect. Okay, all right, well, no, you can't come in the UK, you asshole. Go to France. I was, I was studying abroad in London. My friends and I went to the concert. And uh, I forgot to take my passport. That was fine to get onto the continent, but then to get back into the UK, they require a passport again, which I didn't have. So they kept me, they took me out of the bus and kept me in French jail for six hours. And, um, and after that, they just let me go. And I was just like roaming the northern French countryside for three days, trying to figure out what to do. It's true. I just, uh, I literally left jail, walked to a nearby mall that I saw in the distance, asked somebody what to do in broken French that I hadn't used in years. And they were like, there's a town down the way. So I walked and I found a, a taxi eventually. And that taxi took me into the city. city had no more rooms. Uh, and so I, we had to go to another city. That one did have a room. I found a hostel. I met a dude from the Isle of Man. And we hung out for the next two or three days as um, in Lille in northern France as I was waiting for my friends in 
London to send me my passport via mail. So I just had nothing to do. And we just like walked around this old French city and actually had a fantastic time. It was amazing, uh, but not planned. It was cool. Oh, that's the story. That's the story. From the Isle uh, of Man. All right. Is that, that's is, that, is that the mailbox? Are we are we done? We're done with the mailbox. I am birding people right now. So. Dope. I'm going to go stream, guys. Tubbleware is going to be streaming on twitch.tv slash Tubbleware. You can head there now if you'd like. We're also going to raid him in a little bit. So enjoy. Are you going to run some ads first, David? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I run, will. run some ads and I'll, uh, I'll go live on Twitch. And okay, sounds good. It'll be good. All, All right, right guys. Peace. Thanks for yeah. watching, guys. <laughs>